The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin, and then I know that we can win. Dance me a dance, joke me a joke, and blow the clouds away. You gotta play me a tune, I sing me a song, and we can help us life along. Just you and me, come on and see, together we'll be okay. Open the door. Open your heart And then we've got somewhere to start Just turn around Look what we found Today's a brand new day You gotta run with me now I'll show you how The world is waiting to take a bow Show them it's you What you can do Together we too can win A rock on Tommy Dance to a tune that Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Oh, hang on a minute. I don't know how to stop this and it'll play something else. I've stopped it. There we go. Good evening. This is the Late Night Alternative um, with myself, Ian Lee. You're Catherine Boyle. I am. Yes. Um, and we are on talk radio. You can listen to... You can listen to us on DAB. You can download the app, or goddammit, you could go online and listen at talkradio.co.uk. You can watch the show as well by going to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Um, it's, let, let's explain the rules for, um, new listeners, of which we've got three. Um, they are Denise, Steve, and Perry. Uh, so the rules are basically, it's a late-night phoning show, unlike any other late-night phoning show in the country, nay, the world, in as much as Catherine and I will sit here talking absolute guff and balls and things that have happened to us today, and mainly um, about counterfeit Beatles CDs and um, the, the best TV show on, at the moment, Last Laugh in Vegas. Spoiler alert, we'll be talking about that. Um... And you are welcome to call in and uh, talk about any of the things that we are talking about, or if you want to phone up and talk about something else, and it can be something frivolous and light and fluffy and dumb, or it could be something heavy, man, if you want. Anything goes, no one gets turned away, and everybody is welcome to call us. The phone number is... Probably free for most people, pennies at, at, at the most, and and, and um, e- even then, you'll speak to Katie and she'll take your name and number and call you back immediately. The phone number is, if you call them back, Katie, call, call them back, call them back, 0344 499 1000, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Catherine, do you want to just pop out and just give a little, a little helping hand? A little helping hand. Um, and, and that's it. 
That's it. There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, you know, complicated about it. It's dead straightforward. It's dead simple. Um, um, it's just, it's just chat. Jeez, why make it so hard? It's just chat. You can phone in about absolutely anything you want. Uh, we will be talking about what is the greatest television program of this decade. It is absolutely fantastic, and it's on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. So we miss the last hour of George's show because we, we're so obsessed with it. Um, and it, it last laugh in Vegas, where they sang Cannon and Ball, Bobby Crush, Kenny Lynch, Anita Harris, uh, Bernie Clifton, and Jess Comrade to Las Vegas to perform. And can, you know on this show we are huge fans of Cannon and Ball. Uh, we've had Tommy Cannon on the show. I'm trying to get Tommy Cannon on again. Anita Harris is coming on at, at, at some point. Um, and it's just brilliant, and it's wonderful, and it's heartwarming, and it's a little bit sad. And um, it's done so well. When I, I heard about this series a few months ago, um, uh, I had a meeting at ITV, and I was speaking to Joe Mace, who's kind of like the head of, sort of entertainment-y type stuff there. And he was telling me about this, and I thought, ooh, this is either going to be absolutely brilliant, or ITV could cock this up, and it could be sneery and nasty and mean, and they have got it spot on, man. It is so well done. It's um, it's respectful, with a little bit of teasing, of this, a little bit of teasing, but but nothing mean, and nothing... You know, it's not the joke isn't, oh, look at all these old farts who haven't got a clue what's going on. That's not the joke. You know, it's just a little bit of light ribbing. Um, but it's respectful and it is heartwarming. And, um, you know, Jess Conrad comes across as a right um, old so-and-so. And it's funny, man. It's funny. The scene today where they had um, the uh, the fitness instructor... What was that? What was what was she, what was she wearing, man? Not very much. Not very much, and it was because it was she's plastic. Everything was sticking to her. God, when she bent over at the end, blimey! You see what she had for a dinner, isn't it though? So, um, so we've been watching that, and it's it's absolutely great. And I don't watch much television at the moment. I don't really watch a lot of television, and the last thing that I made a point of watching when it was on, where I thought, oh, such and such is on, I better turn on the TV now. Before this, the last thing was um, the Louis Theroux alcoholics thing, and that was like 18 months ago, maybe. maybe. It was was a a long time ago. And before that, I don't know. I don't know what my previous um, appointment to watch was i don't really what you know with netflix and all of that i don't really watch a live television and i don't there's not really been any i can't think of any series where i've been excited about it well apart from naked and afraid for a while oh naked and afraid and the good place but the good place um went off the boil um a little bit but this uh, but this has been the first pro first series in years where I've been genuinely excited about it. And like I say, when ITV mentioned it to me, I thought, ooh. Because you know on this show, dear listener, we like what I guess we we could call these heritage performers. You know, we've had Tommy Cannon on the show. We've had Bernie Clifton on the show. Um, Eddie Large, of course, we had on the show. And a lot of these performers, 
um, uh, David Hamilton we had on the show, and I remember he he he, um, he, he didn't really relax for the whole interview and at the end he said i really thought you were going to take the piss because i did some research on you and i watched the bits of the 11 o'clock show and i, I really thought you were going to take the mic and a lot of these these older performers um partly because of my history of doing things like the 11 o'clock show which was mean um and um partly just because you know when they became unhip in the 90s and through the early 2000s everyone was taking pot shots at cannon and ball and little and large and bernie clifton it was it was it's, it's kind of natural because you know the next generation likes to mock what's gone before it um but so these people would come on this show and would, you know, would expect the, um, aha, but really I think you're rubbish. And there was none of that. It was, it, it's always been, um, respectful and, you know, kind of a doffing of the cap and saying, you know, cause I used to love Cannon and Ball when I was a kid. I used to love Bernie Clifton when I was a kid. Um, and him, him on that comedy ostrich still gets me, still gets me, man. He better do that in the Las Vegas show. And we're, we're kind of, they're kind of trying to steer him away from it, though. I get the feeling, I've, don't you? I've got a feeling He's that the, sing. the narrative of this will be the, the guy tries to push them into doing his idea of their acts. And at the last minute, they'll go, no, we're going to do our acts. But wait, remember when we had Tommy Cannon on? Uh, well, I mean, what a, what a thoroughly decent bloke. I mean, we couldn't stop him talking in the end. Um, but we uh, kind of slightly hesitantly watch some old cannon and ball sketches thinking you know these some of these are 30 years old this you know comedy don't stand the test of time that well they were brilliant they were absolutely the the, uh, the one i always rave about is the the snooker one with the invisible snooker table that sketch runs for nine and a half minutes nine and a half minutes and you're captivated by it. there's a brilliant one um go on youtube and cannon and ball and rick mail and they do this weird sketch inside i think it's a travel agent's and Rick Mail is being Rick from the Young Ones, and Cannon and Ball, and you, it, it's two worlds colliding, and it's delightful. Anyway, this show on ITV, I, I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's brilliant, and it's respectful, and that, that, that I think is really, really important. It's respectful. Um, so, except we've got Anita Harris coming on. We're going to try and get Tommy Cannon on at some point. Um, and I've, I've emailed, um, or oh, I've tweeted Bobby Crush. Um, and also, I've, I've tweeted Frank, the 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 producer. Oh, yeah, Frank Marino. Frank Marino. See, see if Frank will come on. So we'll see. But I, I, you know, I I recommend it if you want to phone up and chat about that show. I know it's you know, but you, you'd be very. Can well I just say one more thing? Yeah, about go that on, show. go. What it, the one tonight? What it really demonstrated was the fact that Cannon and Ball act. And yeah. they can act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were just doing. A, they were doing a studio rehearsal. They were just reading script. But they, he didn't just read the script. It was. Well, Bobby was doing the hand on the head. You know, doing he was all acting. that. And then there's the brilliant bit. Sorry, this is the last bit, and then we'll take some phone calls. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. When they're doing the dance rehearsal, and everyone's like they had to do like one little dance each across the thing, and everybody sort of you know Anita Harris sashayed across. Everyone else was being a little bit self conscious. Tommy Cannon moonwalked. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Bobby Ball! Bobby Ball was busting 
some moves. It was incredible. He's like an older Bruno Mars. Oh, man alive. I've said, I, I, you know, we said this a couple of years ago, that, that um, I would watch a sketch show with, with all these people in it. I would watch I would watch a sketch show. You know, you get you get Mick Miller coming out and doing, doing a couple of minutes of stand-up. Then you've got a sketch with Cannon and Ball. I, I'd watch it. And this is, I guess, the closest we're going to get to that kind of thing. So if you want, it's called The Last Laugh in Vegas. Um, and I, I, honestly, I thoroughly recommend it. It's one of the, the I, I, I would say, one of the classiest TV series that's been on in a, in, in a while. Um, oh, three, four, we should start the show, shouldn't we, really? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Passports and fakes, counterfeits being ripped off, but they're not really being ripped off and not quite sure. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. <laughs> The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Ooh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's rattle through some of these calls. Good. Hello? Right, that's good. Oh, hang on a minute. Let me see if um, we'll call them back. I'll call them back. That's what we'll do. It's only... I don't know why I should be so bothered. It's only... Um, well, you'll see who it is in a minute. You'll see. Honestly, it's not worth the tension and excitement. It's only David Babcock. Yeah, and he caused a bit of a furore before. Why, what happened? You know, I had to go in. Yeah. He demanded he was put straight through. What? I told Katie she was the boss and uh, she called hang, the shots. Hang on a second. Tell me what David Babcock did again. He said, put me straight through. Like he was the lord of uh, the radio. He's not even the lord of his own genitals. No. Babcock, is this true? Uh, that, that's, um, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm the king of my genital at uh, the show, but I would say that's possibly higher than some of the callers. Right, OK. So, you bullied Katie. What did you? What yeah. exactly did you say to her? Well, she, she, she came back at me. She said, uh, I'm going to put you on hold uh, um, with the rest of the... Uh, losers, and I said, um, "Don't put me in with them, Rifflaff. You put me straight through to win. I and, and uh, you know, I've got, I've got to carry a bit of celebrity weight. You see, right? Well, okay. You, you don't call us for two months, yeah. and then when you do, you start bossing the staff. But bossing's the word. Bossing is the word. But um, um right." Well, it's funny you mention my, my celebrity status because I've, 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 I've late I've been struggling with the feeling rock bottom. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to him in a little bit after we've spoken to some of the other losers. Wow. Um, good evening, Gavin. Uh, all right, man. I'm yeah, just one of the losers. I don't consider you a loser, Gavin. But apparently, apparently, David that. Babcock considers you a loser, don't you, David? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Okay. Right, oh no, I feel like. Quite depleted. Depleted. Gosh, wow. Depleted. Yeah, my uranium levels are low. Right, Ian. Yes. I've got it for you, man. Okay. What would you have? A proton pack or a DeLorean? I don't know what a proton pack is. From Ghostbusters. Oh, I'd have a what? What? Possibly two. So would I have a like a laser um, rucksack or a yeah, time or, or a, a time DeLorean. machine? Yeah. I'd have a time machine, you muppet. Why? You were right about this one, David. He is a loser. Yeah, and then Muppet. Yeah. Uh, well, well, because I, I could travel through time. Yeah. 
And so you can break time and space with your proton pack. You don't need a car. What do you mean, break time and space? They just zap, um, what, what they do is zap ghosts, isn't it? I don't really remember the ghosts. That's it. No, um, what it does is, it, um... Oh, God. All right, I won't be boring, then. Well, it's a bit too late, too late for that, Gavin, but thanks <laughs> very much for your call. Flippin' heck. Let's try Martin. Good evening, Martin! Hi. Martin, Hello. you're you're a loser, according to David Babcock. Yeah, uh, I, I don't feel like what I just looked up at the world, uh, and the reason I was phoning. Okay, say that again. Uh, I don't feel like what I actually feel on top of the world. There we go. He fe- right, David, he- Martin feels like he's on top of the world. Well, even the moron can be on top of the world at some time. Wow. When's your turn? Wow. Ap- apologies for that, Martin. Um, what, what's, um, what's it like on top of the world? It's, it's great, mate. Uh, yeah, I just feel great. Um, what have you got for us tonight, then, Martin? One man, so um, uh, so re- remind me when did we last speak? We haven't. Oh, we haven't. Oh, you just heard me saying it on the radio to someone else. Yeah. Oh, nice one, fella. So how's it how's it going today? Do you know what? It's, it's, I feel great, mate. It's just, I I feel great. I've taken a day of time. I went to a meeting last Sunday, yeah. and um, people kind of got me to face the truth. It took me. I did deal my shit and yeah. 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 It's, 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 it works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, brother. Definitely, man. Thanks again, man. I just wanted to phone you and tell you you helped somebody big style and it was appreciated. Oh, Martin, do you know what? You've, you have you have made my, you have made my night. Thank you for, for letting me know about that, fella, and you, you keep, uh, keep on keeping on. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, just keep on putting the word out, make you what you do is great. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Take care. What a nice man. What a nice man. I went to a meeting tonight and, uh, blah, charged. Charged. Blah. Feeling charged. Today's been a weird old day. Um, because uh, uh, I woke up and, um, because I'm cutting down on, on some of my meds and the metazapine. I've started cutting down on my own a little bit. Just, 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 because that's the one that makes me put on weight. But it's also the one that helps me to sleep. So I woke up at seven. I was awake at seven o'clock this morning. And I was thinking, no, 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 you've only had five hours sleep. That's no, 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 no. And I managed to force myself back to sleep until about 10. But then I woke up and I felt lousy. I felt absolutely just, just awful, you know. And by coincidence, I had a couple of um, friends reach out to me today and just, just check if I was okay. And I went, you know what, I feel crap. So I laid in bed for a couple of hours, just listening to the radio. It was um, between 10 and 1, so I was listening to James O'Brien. And, um, no, I was not listening to Mike Graham. That's a joke, of course. Uh, I forgot that um, Julia does the breakfast show now. And um, uh, and I felt lousy. And But I, I, but I knew I was going to feel lousy, right, the night before. And last night when I went to bed, I set up my green screen. And I set up the camera on the tripod. I set it up. So it was pretty much all ready to go. All I had to do was sort out my microphone and stand in front of a screen and I could film something. So I had it set up and I kept looking at it and thinking, oh, I can't be... 
Oh, and I kept, I kept staying stay in bed going, you don't have to, if you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to, there's no pressure. And then after a while, I thought, well, let me just see if I can get the mic, the clip-on microphone to work. Boom, and I was up. And I was up, and I then spent three hours making what we would call in the old days a television show. Um, but it's, uh, it's not on TV, so it's just like a YouTube show. If you want to see it, it's called So This Happened with Ian Lee. On, uh, it's on my YouTube channel. And, um, it's, all it is is a clip show. It's nothing revolutionary. It's, it's like the soup, which I used to present on E over here years ago. And it's sort of like, you know, cats make you laugh out loud, but with me in picture. It was, t- today's episode was basically me trying to work out exactly how to do double green screen. And I've worked out how to do double green screen. And I made a load of mistakes, and I made the whole thing much more complicated for myself than I needed to. Um, but I've made I've made a little eight minute, seven and a half minute show that is, you know, it's not it's it, it's not going to set the world alight. It's not the most hilarious thing, um, but uh, you know, it's got some. It's just to show some clips of a Greek woman blacking up, some kids dancing to um, a madman, and the bare naked ladies reuniting. Um, and I've just put it up, and if you want to see it, I'm going to try and do one every week in my luxury £2.5 million studio. It's not! It's a crappy bedsit in Slough! And I'm going to try and do one every week, and, um, part of me thinks I might put it on Patreon, part of me... I don't quite know yet, but some people have sent me money, which has been very, very kind, thank you very much indeed, but you don't have to if you want to watch it, if you go to youtube.com slash Ian Lee, it's called So This Happened with Ian Lee, and, um, episode one is there. And, um, you know, like, subscribe and share and all that stuff that we're supposed to say. So I did that. And then I finished that. It took me three hours. It took me, like, literally ten minutes to film it because I just winged it. And then it took me three hours to edit it. And it was a, and it was a real faff. And I messed up something really early on. Which meant that the rest of it was much longer. I messed up the sound. And the, I had the sound on a separate channel instead of... Anyway. Ah. Oh. So it took me three hours. And so then I finished about half past three and I was thinking, right, um, well, that's done. And I still feel miserable. What now? And then I decided to, to get up and go into London and go to a meeting and then come to talk radio and then bully Catherine. And that, um, did the trick, apparently. I did the trick, guys. That did the trick. And, uh, so lots of nice people and everything was groovy, man. Anyway, this is enough of that rubbish. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. David. Hello? Yeah, would you say that Alan Caddick is a loser? King of them. King of the losers. Oh, no. Well, I have to disagree with you there, Mr. David. I mean, you're king of the losers. Well, I think that you're stupid. Stupid is a stupid dance. So, hang on, I'm on Caddick. I've got, I've got the affair. Hang on. I love where are you going to. Sorry, right. carry on. What? Have it? Before I smelt it, doubt it. Huh? I'm not farting. You did. You just admitted to you it. You did. You did the rhyme. You did the crime. Before I uh, smelt it, doubt it. Yeah, you did the rhyme. You oh. did the crime. Well, I didn't. Oh, I didn't let one go. My butt cheeks are sealed up. Right. Okay. You denied it. Supplied it. Okay. Right. Both of you are on uh, going into the sim bin. Uh, it was literally. Like um, uh, two eggs having an argument there. Just, just, just. It might as well go, it would have been better if we put microphones in front of two bricks, two house bricks, and uh, left them to it because they really were absolute dum dums. Um, let's go to Philip in South Norwood. Hi, Philip. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. 
Um, the reason I phoned in, Ian, was I agree with you 100% last laugh in Vegas. Isn't it good? It's and brilliant. It's, it's good, and it's, here's the thing, I'm going to say something, and it sounds like an insult, it's not. It's really old-fashioned. It is, it is old-fashioned, yeah. but, I mean, you, you surprised, um, the thing that surprised me tonight, the guy who's, who's uh, from England, wasn't he the guy that produced Russ Abbott's Madhouse? I knew, do you know what? I, I knew I recognised the name. John K. Cooper. Yeah, it? I knew I yeah. recognised the name, and I wasn't surprised yeah. when he was in, when he spoke with an English accent. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was the, um, you know, I've got an old video knocking around somewhere, I you know, I can't play it, yeah. but um, with, with Russ Abbott, I'm sure huh? that, that is the name that, uh, huh? but it was really interesting because... Um, the individuals and that bit tonight with the medicine man. Um. Was... <laughs> Do you think he was real? I don't. Well, I think, Catherine, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do. I don't think There's a bit where they're sat in the desert in a yeah. teepee with, with a, a Native American who was smoking yeah. uh, what looked like a load of weed and he wasn't passing it around and he wasn't sharing it. <laughs> but I thought, um, um, i tell you what's great about it, Philip. Another yeah. thing that's great about it is... Just every now and then, when you think you've got someone sussed, they just reveal yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. And wasn't that that bit about Anita Harris and her husband well, beautiful and heartbreaking? Well, I've got a little story about Anita Harris. Uh-oh, here we go! Philip's in the house! 1961, Good Ian. Good lad, get in there. 1961. Yes? I appeared with Anita Harris on Thank You Lucky Stars. <laughs> from Aston in Birmingham. <laughs> now, what it was, Ian, yes. you're probably too young to remember the programme. Well. But it was, um, it was aimed as a teenage show, but it was more of a variety I'm show. I'm aware of it. It was basically um, X Factor and Britain's Got Talent before no, Simon Cowell. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, wasn't it? No, it was pop stars, well-known pop oh. stars, came on oh. and, and did their act. Oh, I and think Lisa of Opportunity Knox. Was on, yes, yes. Um, and I was on, they had a pop panel. And they had three people that they interviewed. I had to go do interviews. I had to be interviewed in the old Teddington studio. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And I was interviewed by the record producer, Alan Freeman, not the disc jockey. There was a, a pr oh. record producer called Alan Freeman. And I went along for about with 50 other people and got chosen. And I had to go up to Aston, in, but I got paid three guineas, Ian. And what it was, we... A girl on the show after me became famous with her catchphrase, I'll give it five, Janice Nichols. But I was on before she was. What? And we had to review records. Yes. And it was so big. And she was on. Oh. She, beautiful lady. Cheeky. Wonderful lady. Anita Harris? Yes. She, I met her last week, or the week before, yeah. when I was in Good Morning Britain. Yeah. And, um, she's so sexy. Honestly, no, she, she oozes sex appeal. Yeah, she was, as I say, I always, always remember, you know, her... And uh, she was such a, you know, such a nice person. Yeah. And uh, it, um, it's, uh, I, I love the way that her, with her and her husband, yeah. and Bobby with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you missed it, Kath, because you were having a wee. Bobby oh. um, was panicking because he's not packed any braces. <laughs> he was, uh, he was having a hissy fit on the phone. I've not packed them. I've not packed them. What about that, that breakfast he had? Looks really appetising. Yeah, it? Bacon's and egg and this nose. I know you've been to Vegas, Ian. How yep. many times have you been? I've been. I've been once. Have I been twice? Mm. I've been... You went with acting with the two guys who were, were they princes or I went something? With, I went with, um, yeah, people who look like Prince William and Prince Harry. Yeah. I, should, I should plug that on YouTube, because now that he's getting married. 
Um, I don't know if I've been. I, I feel like I've been another time. I didn't like Vegas. I thought it was mm. was horrible. Uh, but I did go and see the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show, which was yeah. amazing. But no, I didn't like Vegas at all. I thought it was thoroughly unpleasant. And when their hotel had, had vanished, because the hotel yeah. I stayed at on my first visit yeah. is no longer there. No. It was right at the end of the strip. It was called the Hacienda. Yes. Hey, and mad for it! <laughs> mad for it! Pardon? Yes. Because, um, I mean, the one that Anita sang at, I mean, when they got there, it was just a, what was it, a parking lot, wasn't it, a yeah. bus stop? Yes, we say, we say, well, we say car park in this country, Philip. Oh, right. Yes, but, I mean, I've been there about four or five times, and I think it's, you know, I, I enjoy my visits Well, there. hookers are legal there. I beg your pardon? So, yeah, it's, um, well, I'm glad you've enjoyed your time there, Philip. Thank you, and, and I'm glad you're enjoying this show. I think it's I think it's bloody brilliant, and ITV <laughs> should be applauded for it's it. It's unusual that we both agree on it something. It really <laughs> is. I think it's the first time in 15 years. Yeah, so. You're right. All the best, mate. Nice one, mate. Thank Captain. you very much indeed. Ta-ta. You're very naughty. <laughs> I'm not the one going to Vegas five or six times, because um, prostitution is legal. 0344. <laughs> 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I, I, I hate Twitter. It's, it's horrible and it's obnoxious. And, and Periscope I kind of associate with Twitter, which is partly why if you, if you watch us on Periscope now, you can watch this show. We've turned the chat off. Just because there were so many mean people in there, being mean about me and Kath, being mean about the callers, being mean, just horrible. So we've turned off the chat there, but if you want to chat, you can go to um, the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Ian You can chat there. And it's moderated, but it's not, like, overly censored. Okay, if, if, you, if you're rude or obnoxious, you'll get a timeout. You know, if you're racist or homophobic, you'll probably get a ban. You, you, you know, so it's a bit, that's it. You can, you can pretty much say what you want. But t- Twitter right now is being delighted. Because I tweeted Tommy saying, Tommy, can we get you on the show? And he's tweeted his agent and his agent's gone, yeah, of course. Send us an email. We'll sort it out. And then someone's tweeted me and Tommy saying, um, where, where is this? Emma has said, uh, Sue Pollard seems so lovely. And Tommy's replied, oh, yeah, she really is. I love that crazy lady. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lo-? And he's tweeted Sue and Sue might join in. And Isn't that lovely? I've met Sue Pollard. She's absolutely nuts. But um, but as as delightful as you'd imagine. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, David, I bet you think that Andre's a a, a loser, don't you? Sorry, who's that? Yeah, there he is. Excuse me, David. Is that David? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I was so amused. What? Yeah. What? what do you want? I yeah. said, what do you want? I said... Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't know. You, what? What? Um, Dave, do you want to hear a song? You want a song? Do you like music? What? Ah, oh, listen. Do you like music? I'm quite partial to a ditty. Sorry? I'm quite partial to a ditty. No, I don't know that one, but I mean, uh... Uh, I can you uh, lose yourself with lyrics by M and M if you want it. Uh, yeah, go on then. Oh, hold on, let's get me uh, lucky going. Bit of volume. Hold on, hold, hold on there. Right, let's just get get rid of this bit. Yes, hold the line for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'll turn the volume up. 
Are you ready? You still there, David? Yeah? Hello? Here we go. Hello? Right, it's coming on now. Really? If you have one shot, or one opportunity, this is everything you have wanted. Come on, mate. Would you have it? Or would you say slip? Go. Your arms are sweaty. These weak arms are heavy. There's no vomit and sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. Oh, cloud. Oh, so loud. Oh, his mouth. But the words won't come out. Joking now. Everybody's joking now. The clock's run out. Out. Time's up. Okay. Time is indeed up. Someone chewing gravel. Isn't it painful? Good evening, Pete. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm very well. Pete, what you got for us tonight, sir? I just want to say you inspired me today, mate. Wow. Go on. What 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 happened? Well, I'm a big... Uh, well, I should take away the big, but I, I want to be a YouTuber, and I started a channel about five months ago. Yeah. And it was like a news channel, um, similar to what you started today, and I watched your thing today, because I follow you guys, obviously, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And... Um, and I recorded, and uh, after five months of doing my, I did three three videos, and I watched you today, and I thought, yeah, and I, I need to get back into this. Hey, really? Uh, yeah, so I got my green screen set up in my 2.5 million pound bedroom. <laughs> well played, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was I was loving it, mate. I, I loved. It. I thought you were great, bro. I already did, and. Uh, I think, I think, you know, I mean, I think you should have a hell of a lot more subscribers. But, uh, yeah, so you got me back on track. So what did, well, this so. is brilliant. And don't worry about me for a minute. So what did you, what the, and the, the joy with the green screen, because I bought this kit for 65 quid on, on eBay, on Amazon. <laughs> green screen <laughs> with a couple of poles for it to go on and some lights. And Kath laughed oh, at me when mate. I bought it. But it's 65 quid. Is it gone? What have you got? I've got a green blanket that we use at our wedding oh, for mate. kids. And uh, I've got a, uh, I've been working out all day yesterday. I was trying to work out because we just moved house. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was in every bedroom trying to work out a different place, the green screen for the lights and all that kind of crap. And then I just went back to my bedroom and I got a piece of string and go. I put a nail in the side of the sash window. Here we go. And then I connected it to my shelf. With a piece of string with some pegs that my missus used for... He set up a washing line in his bedroom. I love it. <laughs> oh, mate. And, I'm just, and it just was perfect, bro. It was perfect. Well, the thing... Because I'm living in this bed sit at the moment while I'm looking for a house. And because um, yeah. I'm so tall, my green screen, the stands, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I'm, I'm six foot four. Well, well, I'm six foot four, and the stand's about six foot three, so the green doesn't go <laughs> above my head. So I had to put one stand on the bed and one stand on the only chair I've got for it to. But but, but the effects, the effects are amazing. You can be anywhere. Mate, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, because I'm actually it? perfect. But I was I was in my bathroom yesterday because I had actually. A, a blue um, roller blind in my bathroom. Yeah. So I thought I could do a blue screen. Yeah. But I was like kneeling on my knees and yeah. next to the toilet. I thought, <laughs> I can't be serious. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? I've got to put out some decent content here. Yeah. 
But, uh, so what did you what up. did you film today then? <clears throat> so I, I, I've got a channel called Nelson Kane TV, which yep. is which is I uh, originally started because I'm a South African living in England. We've spoken a few times anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so I was just reporting on news in South Africa, and I thought, wow, that's way too depressing. I wanted some more fun with this, and I love the green screen. Yeah. So I just thought, right, let's open up the global news, let's focus on everything, because I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist as well. Oh, beautiful. And I got some, yeah, so I've got some things that I just thought, right, let's bring some fun back into this. So, yeah, you wrapped me up today, mate. I just want to let you know that what you're doing on YouTube, I respect. Um, I love that you are putting all your shows on YouTube. And I think you guys have got something. Uh, I think you could do something great on there. And hopefully, you're going to hit a big trend. And then we'll come and off. You know, hopefully, I can learn from you as well. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say. Nice one, man. Well, let's you, 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 you got me going, bro. Oh, well, that's wicked, fella. Well, listen, tweet me a link to it and I'll retweet it so people can come and have a look at it. And that's that's very kind of you to let me know that you, you felt inspired. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. It, doesn't it feel good when you've made something? Yeah, totally, bro. Pete, listen and to like, the fact that you can do it on the screen screen. I've seen people with all these crazy studios, all these silly lights. Yeah. I've got one light bulb, uh, a five pound green blanket hanging off this piece of string. Yeah. With my missus, my missus' clips and a cat behind the green screen <laughs> purring out loudly. <laughs> and and it looked amazing, bro. I was just like, Pete. So you got, I just want to say you, you hooked me back up. Thank I'm you, mate. Push it out again. Nice bro. one, man. Well, thank you, Pete. You push it out. Send me a link, and I'll, I'll I'll have a look at it, and I'll retweet it. Thank you. There you go. Two people have said I've inspired them. When today, I've, 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 I've in all honesty, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to die for a lot of it. If I'm being completely honest, I did. Um, oh, thank you for that, Pete. That's that's brilliant. Honestly, this green screen thing is, in, is it, it's incredible. It's the best sixty-five quid I've spent. I got two massive lights, this screen, and these poles, and. Um, it's, you know, it's a faff, and it takes up the, this, this place I'm saying, it's literally, it's a room and it's tiny. So it takes up the whole thing, and I just leave it set up because it's easier. And then the editing is, is, is a faff. But I, I've kind of, I'm kind of getting better with it, and I've, I, I, I made a really dumb mistake at the start, which made everything harder. Um, and, um, oh, that's wicked. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more then as a direct result of, of Pete. That's nice, isn't it? We'll have to, uh, I'm going to also next week, I'm, I've, I've got the boys all next week. So I'm going to go over to their house and I'm going to take the green screen there and we're going to make a movie of some kind. The boys are going to make a movie. And um, uh, that is going to be ridiculous and stupid and silly. The world needs more silly. 0344 499 is the phone number. Um, the only caller we've got left on the switchboard is David Badcock. Is that okay with you, David? Can we do my biographical piece yet? Okay. Uh, so if you want to stop him getting on the air, then give us a call now. 0344-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that from <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We have Katie with you with us all this week, Katie. We've got Katie with us all this week. Um, so if you phone up, don't be, don't be rude. Don't be a bully like David Babcock was. Now, David, would you like to apologise to Katie? Who's Katie? <gasps> Katie was the young lady um, uh, who answered your phone call and you, you were rude to. Well, 
It's, it's, it's difficult to be polite to people when you're at rock bottom. Sorry? It's very difficult to be polite to people when you're at rock bottom. You've hit, you've hit rock bottom, have you? What's, what's, what's been going I tell you what, all right, there's, there's, no one else has called in of any note, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this. What, what, why are you, um, why are you on rock bottom? Well, okay, I've had a, a sweet taste of fame, haven't I? Well, have you? When? Well, you, 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 I was on your show a lot. Well? Uh, Wait, mm. I had dinner with Chris Kastabulski. <laughs> That's my impression of Chris Kastabulski. Yes, yes. yes. I, was, I was at the, the Dizzying Heights and I've fallen. Well, um, so w- w- what's been going on? You haven't called us for a few weeks. I hadn't noticed, but someone pointed it out on Twitter to me, so I guess it must be true. Um, so what's been going on for you, David? Well, you know, you you, you put your finger in a, p- a pie. What? You put your finger in a, another pie. Okay. You burn your fingers. Burn your fingers, Catholic, yeah. Yeah. And now I've, uh, uh, I've had to b- b- become a taxi driver. Nothing wrong with that. Very, very fine and noble trade. Well, you say that, but you're not one. No, I'm not. I'm not. My dad. My dad was a, a, a was a cabbie for for a while. To, to but then he died. I don't know if there's any correlation in that. I don't. I don't know for sure. But well, we don't there, know. There, there's mm. the glory kind of glory London London cabbie, and, and then there's the level that I'm at, which is kind of a car with tax. Well, you say taxi now. Just says tax because uh, someone's scraped okay. off the eye. So your sub your sub Uber. If that if that exists, then yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Um, well, so what's going on with the ghost hunting? Well, nobody believes in them, do they? No, that's true. That's that's true. It's not. Uh, mm. And that yeah, you know, people ridicule me. Believe it or not, I'm quite thin-skinned. Okay. Well, um, there's nothing we can do, I'm afraid. All right. Thanks for calling. Thank you. There we go. I don't know if he, if he left satisfied there. I doubt it. Uh, and for the first time this evening, the switchboard is empty. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So I find myself at the centre of an ethical dilemma. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I recently bought online on eBay for thirty eight quid box set, the Beatles U.S. albums box set. Right. Thirty eight quid it cost me. And if I was to buy it new on Amazon, it'd be 85 quid, right? So it was about 8,500. I saw 38 and I got it. And the reason this is such an interest to a Beatles fan such as myself is up until Sergeant Pepper, it's really interesting this, up until Sergeant Pepper, um, when Capitol Records released the Beatles albums in America, mm-hmm. they would leave off two or three tracks. Why? So they could get more money out of it basically so they leave off two or three tracks and then it it, it meant that there are more albums and they've all got different names uh, from sergeant pepper that onwards they're the same albums up until the the last one was revolver and I, I think revolver's got a different mix of one song on there and it doesn't have dr robert tax it, it doesn't have three songs and it, and it means that the American version of Revolver, there are more George Harrison songs than John Lennon songs. It's really weird. And they ended up, the three that were taken off, ended up on a, an album called Yesterday and Today. And, blah, blah, blah. and so there's Beatles, there's Meet the Beatles, there's, uh, uh, I think there's one called Beatles 4. 
there's yesterday and today. It's, it's really weird, right? Um, and I just fancied it. But I didn't want... And, and the, the hard day... The, the, the help is different as well. Help has got all the incidental music on. Anyway. So, I, I didn't... Um, so, um, I didn't want to spend 100 quid on it. But I saw it for 38 quid, including postage, from China. That mm. should have been my first. Yeah. If I can have an out time, please, Katie, at your convenience. Um, I saw it. I thought, oh, God, God, I'll get it. So, I, I got it. And it arrived. I didn't think it would arrive, because I've ordered things from, from far away, and they've not arrived, and you just register a complaint, and you get your money back. So I, so it arrived, I was like, oh, it arrived, and I had a quick shift at it, and I thought, okay. And then a couple of days ago, I opened it for the first time, and I looked at it, I thought, yeah, this, this all looks legit. And I noticed that one of the albums, the later albums, was an Apple, that the logo was a bit darker than... Uh, and what, there's an album that um, is a gatefold sleeve, and the gatefold didn't quite match. I thought, oh, okay, it's a bit weird. But it got me thinking. So then I started Googling Beatles counterfeit box sets. Oh, my God. There's a horny nest um, was opened up before my eyes, so much so that I couldn't stop thinking about it on the way home last night. So I stopped at a petrol station for 20 minutes Googling this. And... Um, basically, what I've bought is, is a counterfeit. It's a, counter, it's a counterfeit, the Cheetles, yeah. And what's annoying is I've also bought the, a box set of the stereo albums, which goes for about 100, 120 quid. I got it for 21 quid for my mate Watco. I thought I was just getting bargains. I thought I was just getting bargains. And um, so I went back last night gutted, really gutted. And I opened the box set and I, and I really looked at it and I thought, well, these look, these look all right, okay? The covers are convincing. There's no, you know, none of the names are spelt incorrectly. The booklet is with it. Do the songs work? Well, this is the thing. I've not played the CDs yet, right? But the booklet that's with it is... The, 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 the box looks great, okay? Um, and I was reading the forums again, and they all said that most of the CDs, most people who had these counterfeit boxes of Beatles albums said um, yeah most of the discs play and, and and even the ones that have got little films on you can even play the little films and a couple of people went ah oh, the discs didn't work on my computer or one of the discs had another album on but most people went yeah they work so this cost me 38 quid so I immediately emailed the seller from China I said dude this is fake I want my money back he replied straight up I'll give you a tenner went no 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 this is fake. I want my money back. Otherwise, I will use the weapon that is open to all, all eBayers. I'll leave you bad feedback. He came back straight away. said, look, this is really expensive for us. How about you keep it and I'll give you 30 quid? It means it's cost me eight quid then. He said, if you want a full refund, you send it back. I went, whoa, no, 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 no. I want a full refund and I'm not sending it back. And I've not heard back from him, but I know I'll get it. And the other one that cost me 20, it's 24 quid with postage. I've done the same thing. I've emailed. I want a full refund. I've not even received it yet. I know this is fake. And he said, I'll give you a tenner. I said, no, 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 no. I want the full thing. So I'm going to get them for free. So I'm left with, um, there's not even an ethical dilemma. I'm left with a spiritual dilemma. I'm left with a dilemma that is, 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 is so um, minute, but also it encompasses the whole universe, right? 
it's one of the great philosophical questions of all time. It's the, um, the equivalent of if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one here to he- there to hear it, does it make a sound? The answer to that is no, it doesn't make a sound. It's, that's the scientific answer. Do you want to know why? Because for sound to exist, some, someone, something has to hear it. Because sound is vibration. And if there, is, if there are no ears to read the vibration, then there's no sound. So that's the answer to that question. So the answer to the question for this is, if I've spent no, if I've spent 38 quid on a box set that's counterfeit, but I get the money back, and it looks genuine, and it sounds genuine, what's the problem? Um, that you're funding international crime. Well, no, okay, right. If we if we if we put the loss that the the, the Beatles themselves are making, mm-hmm. we put the put the loss to one side because okay. that is criminal. I'm not encouraging criminal activities. Okay, yes, the organisation that's doing this is probably criminal. Well, they are, well, well, it's not probably they are criminal. No, they're, but it's probably funding something else. ISIS, possibly. ISIS aren't connected with China. How come? How do you know? How come there's not been like loads of. There was a little bit of argy-bargy in China a couple of years ago. By argy-bargy, I'm talking about Islamic extremist mm-hmm. terrorism. How come there's not been more of it in China? Because the Chinese, they clamp down on Islamic worship quite quite strict on it. And I wonder why it's not kicked off a bit more over there. The Chinese uh, international presence is not military over there, is it? S- say that, that again, that but make makes sense. sense. Chinese army is not enforcing anything in uh, I- against ISIS at the moment. No, it? no, but the Chinese army is quite vociferous when it comes to keeping um, Muslims in, in quotation marks, even though it's not quotation, their place. Mm. Anyway, go off the thing. So, okay, so uh, it, it, forget the fact that I'm probably funding drug running and prostitution. And, and, and prostitution and exploitation of children and stuff like that. Forget all of that. Forget all of that, because that's not important. Um, um, you should leave bad feedback anyway when you get your money back. Well, oh, I've, I've got, of course I'm going to. I'm not. Hey, listen, it's not my first rodeo. But the but the, the, the spiritual question is, I've got a box of CDs that looks like the box of CDs they're meant to look like, and probably, I've not played it, probably sounds like the box of CDs they're meant to sound like, right? Yet I still feel peed off. Why? With why, yourself. Why? But Why? If they look the same and they sound the same, you know, if 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 it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, then it's probably a Peking duck. Might be a goose. It could be. Now, ge- geese look nothing like ducks. It was, it was ridiculous thing to say. Anyway, on that bombshell. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call for the first time this evening. The switchboard is absolutely empty. Um, now would be an excellent time to give us a call. You'll speak to Katie, she will take your name and number and she will call you back immediately. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee, she's Catherine Boyle. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life.
life I lead I'd take my chances I'd die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or toss it from a vine Cause I'm the unknown man that makes Eastwood look so fine Yeah, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. You can listen on DAB. You can download the app or you can go online to talkradio.co.uk. I'm Ian Lee. Welcome. Uh, here every Monday to Friday between 10 and 1. Phoning show where you can call in about absolutely anything you want to. Hey, here's a thing. So I have to... Um, it's that time of the decade again. I have to get a new passport, right? Because my passport expires in September and I might be going to the States in June. And America has this weird thing where you've got to have like more than six months on your passport. Otherwise, they think you're going to live there. And you can say, well, so I've been putting it off for ages and ages and ages getting a new passport. I said, oh, it's such a faff, isn't it? You have to go to the post office and get a form, and then you've got to go and um, find a photographer and do the pictures, and then you've got to get the pictures signed by, like, a lawyer or something? Last time I got a passport, it was such a faff. It just took ages. So I was putting it off and putting it off, and then this week I thought, oh, do you know what? I really need to sort this passport thing out. If I, I'm not definitely going to the States in June. I bought some tickets to go and see a couple of shows, but I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't know if I feel up to it. I don't know if I can really afford it. Um, so yesterday I thought, right, uh, right, okay. I went, went into the post office where they have all the forms. They didn't have a passport form. I thought, right, I'm going to get my computer out. I'm going to look, I'm going to go online. I'm going to see exactly what I need to do, and I'm going to make this my mission, and I'm going to do this. So I went online to the government website. Well, you can apply for a, a, um, a replacement passport on, passport online. And get this, get this. You can take the photograph on your mobile phone. And get this, you can send it in, just like email it in, and it doesn't have to be signed on the back by a lawyer or anything like that. Have these people not heard of ISIS? For crying out loud, don't they know what's going on? Honestly, it was the most amazing thing. So, I filled in the online form. It took me five minutes. I sent them seven, paid them £75. I've got to send my old passport off. I'll do that tomorrow. I won't. I won't do it for ages, and I'll probably forget about it until it's too late. Then I'll have to go to Petit Filou and um, queue up and get my passport there. Um, but I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing that anyone 
can get a passport just by going online and filling in a form. Can you believe this, Catherine? The passport. Uh, the passport fandangle. Microphone. There we go. There we go. There we go. Well done, Katie. Well oh, done. a microphone. Yeah, passports. Dead easy now, aren't they? Before it took ages. Yeah, I remember... I remember, because for, for a long time you didn't get photo. They got rid of photo booths everywhere. And I remember I had to drive about ten miles once to a photographer's... And this was before, like, Snappy Snaps and all that was everywhere. T- ten miles to a photog- professional photographer's to get a passport photo done. And then you had to get, like, a nurse or a solicitor. Or me. What do you mean you? I'm what? allowed to do it because I'm a journalist. No, but you, but you we wouldn't be because you're my friend. That was another thing. Really? I thought you just had to know them no, for a certain amount of time. No. You had to get, like, a, um, a solicitor or a nurse or something that... Um, that wasn't like a friend of yours to do it. Oh, I always got my mates to do it. it well, th- th- you're travelling illegally. You're part of the problem. And now, with Brexit and with international terrorism, at uh, its peak, I would say, you know, literally every aeroplane is um, is a death bomb waiting to go off that could be triggered at any moment by some fundamentalist um, uh, who um, um, got high on cocaine? They're all high on cocaine. These 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 terrorists. So, so anyway, you're gonna you're gonna go nuts with an aeroplane or drive a car at people and b- bring out a samurai sword as if you're off your n- mash on cocaine. They're all high. So any druggie could commandeer a plane and smash it into St Paul's Cathedral, um, and they're giving out they're giving out passports just online. Like you're like you're ordering a Domino's or something. I think it's outrageous. No wonder this country's going to the dogs. I'm going to go and live in. Uh, uh, which one's the good one, Sweden or so- Switzerland's the good one? Sweden's worse. But at yeah. least you have a nice blue passport now. Um, no, no, I've made it, made sure I'm getting it um, ages before the blue. It'll be a red one now. Still, oh. be, it'll still be old school. Still be old school. So for another ten years. I'm going to have a European passport, guys. Suck on that, uh, Farage. Suck on my red passport, Farage. Kneel in front of me and suck on my red passport. But don't get it wet. 03 1000 And I'm going to be honest, it's the quietest night of calls we've had in, we've had in, in weeks, in weeks. So, um... There's one person calling in, and they've said everyone's welcome, apart from that one person. They're <laughs> calling in steadily for the last 40 minutes. Let it lie! You're not part of our gang anymore. Not part of our gang anymore. 0344 499 is the telephone number. So here's the thing. The ghost of Michael Jackson has been haunting a Las Vegas circus show. Oh, which is based on his life. Um, of course it has. Right. I'm calling bollocks on this. <laughs> a lot of load of old rubbish. Choreographer J.J. Villa has said the thriller singer's spirit has been with him every night on stage during performances of Cirque du Soleil show MJ1. Oh. Ghostly goings-on have sp- Booked cast members ever since the icon's death in. What year did Michael Jackson die? Was he not like 2009? It's 2009. We're coming up to the nine year anniversary of the death of our Lord Michael Jackson. May he rest in peace. The dancer revealed 
you feel him. In the old days, that used to mean a $50 million payout, but... Can you feel it? I would rather not. The dancer revealed, you feel him, because show creator Jamie King has done an amazing job with all the other creators to really embody what he stood for, in the essence of Michael Jackson. This story, this story seems to be talking about two different things. The story is talking about ghosts. The people connected are just talking about putting on a really good show. This is, this is not a story about ghosts. This is not a ghost story. Damn me for not reading the stories before I, I picked them out. Which paper is that in? The Star. Oh, it's so unlike them. Um, and the, the, the choreographer goes, I think that every time we perform on stage, he is our last performing member. I guess you could say he's right there on the front stage with us. Well, you could. He might, he might not physically be there, but we're his essence. We're his aura. We're his energy. So, absolutely nothing to do with ghosts. What a crock. Um, the circus star believes the legendary singer's mother has helped them channel his spirit for the spectacular nightly show. Um, the Las Vegas show at the Mandalay Bay features circus acts performing a string of stunts and dance moves to the late singer's greatest hits. Yeah, we know. It's the Cirque du Soleil. The spooky atmosphere is ramped up every night when a ghostly hologram of the singer is projected onto the stage. Well done, Ruth McKee, uh, who wrote that story. Absolutely nothing to do with ghosts whatsoever. But you managed to drag a ghost story out of it. I'd say I went, I, I think I've I feel like I've been to Vegas twice, but I think I've only been once. I feel like I've only been once, um, and it was it was horrendous. And we did we made this 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 not particularly great show for Sky, where we took Prince William and Prince Harry lookalikes. It was after we we'd done a really good show for Sky, where we took um, David Beckham and Posh Spice lookalikes to LA, and they did look alike. They did look alike, and they were brilliant. Um, and um, then they said, "Well, let's do the let's do the same thing, but with Prince William and Prince Harry." But they didn't look like Prince William and Harry. And whereas with the Beckhams, we got mobbed, we got mobbed and papped, and um, we got kicked out of the Ivy. Oh, it was brilliant! But with the the Royals, no one bought it. No one bought it at all. Um, and. It was a really miserable experience, and Las Vegas, and I, I was, um, I'd stopped drinking for, a, I'd not been drinking for a while, but it, I think it was quite early days, and um, Las Vegas, if you're doing a project and it's not going well, it, it, it's just soulless, and it is, the, the, the prostitution is legal, and um, gambling obviously is constant, and it's, it's, it's in the desert, you're in the desert, man, it is hot. I've been to Vegas, and it's um, startling how all the money is centred on that strip, yeah, right? Yeah. And then a couple of streets back, you're just in the middle of yeah. some hick town. I remember we had, to, we had to go and film in the desert. I'm wearing a suit and a tie, and I had leather shoes on, and my feet was, my feet, I remember, were so hot. Anyway, so we did this, um, and it was, it was horrendous, and I, I fell out with the people I was doing it with, and it was awful. But the one saving grace was... I spent like $200 buying a ticket to go and see the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show, Love. Oh, man. 
it was it was spiritual i came out of it in tears because i'd never seen anything like it it was it was so amazing and i remember emailing my ex because she worked in like theater and i uh, uh, and i emailed her and said I, I i'm sorry to get in touch but because I, I always used to tease her for being a theatre director, and I used to, slightly tongue-in-cheek, but also in, in, a, in an arrogant, boorish, bullying way, used to, you know, I was working in TV, and I used to say, oh, TV's great and theatre's rubbish. And it was it was horrible, and I, 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 you know, it was horrible. And I, I wrote her an, an email as I came out of the so and said, I'm so sorry for the things I said about theatre. They were a bit of a joke, but I know that they weren't funny, and I know that they contributed to us not being together. Uh, but also, I, I, I get it. I've just seen a, a, a thing. I've just seen a piece of theatre, and I get it. I get it now, and it's made me think everything I've done up until now. It was, it was, it was spiritual, man. It was connecting with with a universe and with a god, and with, it was oh, it was what art. It's exactly what art should be. Why does it say on my my screen that Robin Hitchcock is phoning in? That can't be the Robin Hitchcock phoning in. That, can it get Robin Hitchcock? Whoever that Robin Hitchcock was, forget talking to Jerry. Jerry's boring. That last caller that we had, Robin Hitchcock. It can't be the Robin Hitchcock. This is... Can it? You don't know who Robin Hitchcock no. is? Okay. It can't be... It says Robin Hitchcock. Robin Hitchcock doesn't live in the West Midlands, does he? Does he? We'll, we'll find out. I've had an email through from uh, Tommy Cannon's man. Yeah? He's going to sort something out. Hey, beautiful. Beautiful. We're going to find out. Hey, is that... That's not the Robin Hitchcock. It is Robin Hitchcock. No, it's not. Well, you called me Robin Hitchcock last time I rang, so I reckon that does make me Robin Hitchcock. Hey, guys, it's Robin Hitchcock, everybody! Who's Robin Hitchcock? Well, well, right, well, hang on a second. Robin Hitchcock is, um, is a musician. Right. Um... Let me let me play you some Robin. Oh, he's a silver fox. Yeah, yeah, Robin Hitchcock. Let's play some. Um, let me play you some Robin Hitchcock. Um, hang on a minute. Here we go. Right. Uh, here we go. Here's, here's here's some Robin Hitchcock, guys. It's not really my cup of tea, if I'm completely honest, Robin. <laughs> well, Robin, you're not the ro- real Robin Hitchcock, so you'll have to wait until after these adverts. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Uh, the periscope's gone down, and I, do you know what? I can't be bothered to sort it out now. It's, it's annoying me. So, um, so deal with it. So there's no pictures. It's just audio, like the olden days. Uh, yes, Robin Hitchcock. It's uh, it's Robin with a Y, actually. Yeah, that's how Robin Hitchcock spells it. Ah, ah. It, oh, I thought it was a wo- woman's way of spelling it. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, hey, it's 2018. Anything that's goes. That's true. That's very true. Very true. What you got for us, Robin? Well. Um, I was wanting a bit of advice because... You've come to the right place. Good, good. Um, <laughs> uh, my mum, who's 87... Yes? ...has a cardboard coffin in her living room... Oh. ...that doubles as a bookcase. <laughs> and she's, she's very, you know, um, off-the-cuff 
about it. She always says, you know, when I go, just take the books out, chuck me in, and, well, and we're all, you know. No, that doesn't, where, where are you going to put the books? I mean, that, she's not really thought this through. It's very no, inconvenient. And, and that, actually, it's cardboard, so you can only fit a few books on, because okay. they're sort of bendy shelves, you right. know. But, uh, so I, I suggested a few years back that we have a coffin dressing party. Yes. And we get all her friends to write nice things about her, and I decoupage yes. the, the coffin and yes. put cherubs all over it. Yeah. Then she had a heart scare, Uh-oh. and and she thought, oh, it's a bit too real, and maybe I'm not going to do this. Yeah. But uh, this week, she sent me all the email addresses of all of her friends. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, it's been, a, it's been a few years since I suggested it. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, what do I say to them? Because she's not dead. No. You can't really say... I just want to, you know, fuck can't up my you, mum's Can't you do a coffin. brilliant practical joke and say that she's died? And ha- so they all can say, <laughs> can you come round and decorate the coffin and have her lying in it? What, like EastEnders? Yeah, then after about two hours, she just, like, farts or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which she would do, actually. Well, Yeah, of course! And then they all get the fright of their life, and then they're all happy that she's still alive, and there's a big booze up. Well, she said she did. I said, come to the... <laughs> come to the coffin dressing party and she said you know be in the coffin and she said no i don't want to be there i want to see it afterwards but she kind of wants the party she'd like to have the party and, and not miss it you know? so she wants all <laughs> her friends to come around and decorate her coffin but she doesn't want to be in the she same want to be room there, i think i think i don't think she wants to tempt fate maybe but well yeah um so what so what's your problem well, I, I've got to write these emails, and she said I want them, like, next time you come down to London, I want to have all the stuff that you've got. Wow. Um, so she's dead serious. No, she's been dragging her heels for three or four years, and yeah. suddenly I've, I've got to jump to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, I just don't know how to word the email, really. But they're her friends, aren't they? They are her friends, so yeah. So don't they know she's a bit weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got a point there, actually. And they I, do know she's got a coffin. And, I'd and I just said, say it. I'd just say, look, m- you, you know Mum's bonkers, right? Well, she's <laughs> finally, she's up for decorating this coffin. She may or may not be there, because I reckon once she sensed the party vibe, mm. she'll yeah. want to be part of it. Um, yeah. But you'll fancy coming down this weekend, and uh, we'll decorate it, and we'll, there'll be a few bottles of wine, and yeah. we'll have a laugh. And say, yeah, it's weird, but it's a great excuse to get together. I'd fill it up with frazzles as well. <laughs> And, and chipsticks, yeah. Fill it, fill it with nibbles, right? Yeah. And you know that you've finished when you've there's only crumbs in there. Oh, well, that seems a bit mean for the afterlife, doesn't it? All right. Well, you can you can um, you can leave a, 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 a yeah, leave some hula hoops or some cheesy footballs in there. Yeah. For um for for. But do, but do I say? <laughs> have you got any nice memories or photographs or poems or you know? She wants nice things written. Like I could make it into a book, really, for her. Hang on, what? Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. She wants nice things written on there. Well, yeah. So, so I was going to write. In case she gets and, bored. Well, oh, possibly. She yeah. she does have a short attention span. She yeah. does get bored very easily. Um, but yeah, I, sh- I, I wanted to have stuff like people had written memories or nice things, nice memories, nice pictures, mm. and you know cover the coffin with it because it's it's at the moment it's faux wood mm. vinyl faux wood not kidding anyone no why because because i don't get this thing about spending a few grand on a coffin I no i don't I, honestly i don't well, get it well she even said she wanted to donate her body to medical science so that we didn't even have to have a funeral 
Wow. You know, she says, donate it, and then they have to pay for the funeral. I'm like, well, I, I kind of want the funeral, Mum, you know. Yeah. I kind of want that goodbye, really. It's a de- death, we, I think as a, as, a, as a species, and particularly as a nation, we're so screwed up about death. We don't talk mm. about it, and, and mm. it's, this is brilliant. That, mm. You know, even though it's it's kind of been on and off for several years, that you've had this conversation... Yeah. With your mum. I think that's brilliant, because most people don't. Yeah, yeah. My my brother doesn't want to know about it. He's sort of yeah. freaked out about it. But uh, every time I go down there, she kind of says, oh, everything's on in that drawer in the desk. And, oh, don't forget your granddad's paintings are on top of the wardrobe. You know, don't leave them up there. And, Which is good, because, mm. you, you you know, I, it, it, I can imagine it's, it would be worse that, you know, you, you, your mum dies, and then you, you go, well, I don't know, did, did she tell you what she wanted? I don't, she mm. never told me. And then you've got to rifle through all of her things to, to yeah, find yeah. a will or find, you know, yeah. and, and if you know where all that stuff is, then mm, mm. Um, I, I imagine it means you can get on with the grieving uh, uh, quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I don't know if I could do the dressing the coffin when she's died. I think it would be a fun thing to do while she's alive. You know, so that we can have a party and she could see it all. And does she want to see it when it's done? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's so it is. You know, it's it's in her living room. She's only got a tiny granny flat. Oh God! You know what? Here's the thing, right? If this was my mum's coffin, do you know what I'd draw on there, Kath? Not a comedy penis. I'd, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> I'd draw a cock and balls. <laughs> I mean, it's the first thing that goes on any blank surface, let's be honest. Of course I would. I mean, how could you... A crying cactus. How, it's a giant cardboard coffin. How could you not draw that on? <laughs> <laughs> it may be inappropriate for your mother. I don't know her that well. Mm, so. Yeah, she might not like that. Um, well, I, I think I think it's... Um, and how many people are you expecting to, to come along? Um, well, I don't know if they're going to come to the dressing or whether they send me stuff to, mm. to put on it, you see. Oh, okay. And then we have a sort of presentation party. Yeah, yeah. I know she'd, she's always wanted a surprise party, and she kind of had one when she was 80. And she hired a, she hired the Quaker Meeting House, and we had a little tea party, and all her friends... I mean, a lot of her friends now don't remember who she is because they've got Alzheimer's. Right, and, okay. You know. Yeah. So it's sort of now or never, really. Oh, mate, she's I, I think this is a unique experience. Um, I think it's brilliant that you and your mum have, have spoken about this, and it's cool that your brother doesn't want to be part of it as well. That's mm-hmm. you know that's fine. That's that's his that's his trip, man. Um, and I think uh, it, it will. Cre- I think you'll have a laugh doing it. Yeah. And I think it'll it'll create some more good memories for you know when she does die in about ten years time, fifteen mm-hmm. years time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going to be around forever, by the sounds of it. She, she said she's planning on living till 90, at least. Oh, OK, so you've got ages, then. She, yeah, know. yeah. Well, let us know how it goes, Robin. All right, then, I'll send you pictures. Yeah, please do. Thanks very much. <laughs> See you later. All right. Bye. Bye. We don't talk about it. We should talk about it. And, um, you know, what's going to happen and all of that kind of stuff. Evening, Jerry. Evening, that was just brilliant. What? That was brilliant. Yes. It was good, wasn't it? Oh, God, you can always something like Steve with his surname being Hitchcock. Yeah. Hitchcock's Rope. Hitchcock's Rope? Have you ever seen Hitchcock's Rope, the film? Oh, I've not seen that. I, I, do you know what? I'm not really a massive fan of... Um, I love Hitchcock. Hitchcock. No. You... I know it's part of the thing, but he's creepy, isn't he? He's a bit... Good evening. Yes. I'm Alfred Good Hitchcock. Good evening. Watch I'm... his trailers first. Yeah. Hang on, you can see one. 
Come to them, we've my laptop. What? Do you want your reaction? I've got, you've got to have a bell on the coffin as well. Well, so to make, that's, the, that's a myth, the thing about bells on coffins. Yeah, but you can't have an inflatable penis when you you, they, 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 they tell this story about they used to be in Victorian times. They would um, bury you with bells in case you weren't dead. And, and but I think that's a myth. I saw a film. I think it might have been a Hammer Horror where yeah. they were putting a mausoleum that had a bell. I think that's. A, I want a bell. Well, you can go and get a bell while you're alive, Jerry. Hello, one. Welcome, Pat. A lift. Sorry. A lift. You want a lift in your coffin? Want to? Want to go down a lift? You want to go down in a lift. Someone yeah. has tweeted me that the undertaker doesn't burn the coffin. Does the coffin get burnt, doesn't it? Take the handles off, don't they? They take the handles off, but the coffin gets burnt. Unless okay. unless Archie is, is um, aware of some great coffin conspiracy. They, they keep, the, they keep the, um, the handles, but the coffin gets burnt. Because that's what the ashes are, is the coffin. You don't get... Th- th- you don't get that much ash from a, from a human body. You don't get that much ash at all. So the majority of ashes is the coffin. My grandma blew away on me. Well, away they, on they, me. these oh. grandmas will do, particularly on Christmas Day, after all those Brussels sprouts. They actually blew away on the doorstep. He oh, couldn't open the co- open the ashes for everyone to look at. Yeah. And just wind blew them away. Well, there you go, you see. Uh, this, is it, the ashes thing is weird, because it's like... Ah, it's just ash. You know, ash is just like... Ash is dirt. If you've ever had a fire... And then the next morning, you have to go and clean up all the ash. Think I need to outside all the time. Yeah. So, uh, ash, ashes. I don't. You know. Once here's the thing. Once it's once it's a bod. Once they're dead, it's it's just like it's like a, a it's just a husk. It's not. It's not. And it looks like them, but I, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I want to be turned into. Um, I want to be stuffed. Turn into a vase. I, I want to be, I want to be stuffed, and I want to be. Um, um, you mentioned this before, you? Yeah, I want to be. You want, you want taxidermified. Want I want to be taxidermified. And what? Kept at home. Take um, your cat. They can. They can. T- they can put your um, PlayStation. Yeah, they could connect me up to, to, to the PlayStation controller and control me. I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that. It'd be wicked. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what's going to happen to me. Anything else, Jerry? I'm trying to think quickly before the train comes. Too slow. Um, let's go to Michael. Mm. Good evening, Michael. Hi. Hello. Hello, Michael. How are you? Um, do you know what? I'm I'm all right. I'm hungry. Um, I've got another day where I've not really got a lot on until tomorrow at five o'clock when I've got a sort of meeting about a job that won't come to anything because they never do. And then <laughs> Thursday, Friday, then it starts getting really busy and really mental. Yeah. And then Sunday, I'm, d- I'm filming The Chase with Bradley Walsh. The Chase. Oh, fun. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's a long old day, but that'll yeah. be fun. And then next week, it's busy because the kids are still on holiday and my wife's working, so I'll be doing this and the kids and... Ah! Um, but, uh, uh, but I'm all right, Michael. What have you got for us? Uh, I called up earlier. I was, gonna, I was excited about your enthusiasm for The Last Laugh in Vegas because I, I was... I really loved it. It's uh, one of my favourite TV shows I've seen on there for a long time, so it's nice to hear your enthusiasm. Oh, I love it! It's absolutely brilliant! (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I think if people haven't seen it, then it's worth... I was actually... Last week, I could have binge-watched the whole series if it was available. I would have... Yeah. uh, Oh, I would have as well. I've done it in session. Yeah, in session, totally. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm... What I thought would be a nice idea is if, um... They put the show on in the UK and toured it around. 
you know, with them guys, just to show, you know, how much love and respect there is for them. Yeah, yeah, them. well, you, you know, um, I've got, I suspect that, that a few of them will be doing a few live shows and things, um, uh, as a result, we'll, we'll, we'll see, um, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, and I've, I've been lucky enough to spend some time with Mick Miller after a, a, a big convention as well, it was really nice time, he's coming across as a, a top guy, so well, no, He comes so. across as, doesn't Jess Conrad come across as an interesting individual? Very interest, interesting, yeah, <laughs> I think there's a bit of bit of character in there, but it's the the bit, it was a bit like Big Brother last week when they were all looking for the bedroom, and I it was funny when you yeah. sort of told me, "I've never got a bedroom. What about me?" It was it was very uh, it was very entertaining. I am um, um, uh, we're, we're hoping to get um, my mind's gone blank. Tommy Cannon's coming on. Who else is coming? Yeah, on? Bo- uh, there was Bobby who I'm Anita. Talking about, sorry, last week. Anita, was... An- An- Anita and Anita Harris, and uh, maybe Bobby Crush. And, um, because uh, I wonder, having been, you know, on the receiving end of, of, you know, one of these shows, having been in one of these shows yeah. myself, um, I'm aware that there's a little bit of sharpening of the storylines. And I, I, yeah. I wonder how much of Jess Conrad being a plum is actually real or is put, you know, is, is kind of nudged along by the producers. So I'll be asking yeah, I, about that. I think it's down to a bit of editing. I think he's, he's you know, seems like a really, he's probably a really top guy and they're just sort of, he's, He's doing these lines as a as a gag, sort of saying, you know, "Am I beautiful?" and everything. And, yeah, I think you know, so. I think so. But it's it's um, yeah, really good, especially after seeing the, the the car crash that ITV put on last week with the uh, this singing thing, where they have to get slightly better in a week. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's that was the worst. Oh no, yeah, no, this thing with it so April It's a program for crap singers, and they've got a week yeah. to improve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You win a prize by improving slightly. So their first performance, they're going to sound as bad as they can. Yeah. And then, and then they go away for a week's training, but you you see them come back straight on, and um, and they're still terrible. But it oh. was, um, I, I honestly thought it was an April Fool. I actually tweeted sort of that it's a good April Fool, and then I saw it on last Sunday, and I I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a, a joke, but I wasn't the only one who thought that as well. So it's, it was it wasn't. Was there was this was this on BBC? No, ITV. Oh, okay. Because ITV are normally pretty, um, pretty good with yeah. these, uh, these, these formats. Yeah. But it sounds like a stinker. Yeah, it's it, it's it's so bad. That you've got to watch it though. It's it's um, it's got that element to it that it's so bad. You you you're sort of watching it in disbelief. And it was, um, mm. but yeah, they they redeemed themselves with this show. So more more of the old variety stuff. Hopefully, yeah. you know, with the. Nice one, Michael. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Andy. Hey, and how you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. What you got for us? I'm just, I'm just calling up to say a couple of thank yous. Um, I'm, I'm doing all right. But you played a few weeks ago. You played together. We'll be okay. The theme tune from the Canman Ball. Oh yeah, we played last week. You played it tonight as well at the start of the show. Great song, isn't it? Honestly, I, I don't think it's possible to like be down when you hear that song. There's just something about it that listens. Oh, it's, bri- it's brilliant! It's a, a proper great old-fashioned theme tune. It's, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, the other thing is, I heard the Jeff Lloyd Richard Herring podcast. You know, oh. the Hometown Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little while yeah. ago. That is superb. That uh, is really. Yeah, I like Jeff Lloyd a lot, and um, he was. I was messaging him today. 
And um, I know that he does this show where he interviews British comedians about yeah. where they kind of grew up and where they lived and stuff. And and I'd not listened to any before, but I just saw that the, the, the last weekend, or maybe the weekend before, I can't remember, that Richard Herring was on. And I thought, oh, I'll have some of this, just to check it out. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was really, really good. Two interesting people just having a natter. So I'm, I've, I've not checked out... Um, the the rest of them yet, but I will uh, I, I will go and have a little listen to them because I thought it was great. Well, the only other one that I've listened to is the Tom Allen one. I don't know if you know Tom Allen. No, I don't know Tom Allen. Ah, uh, okay. Tom Allen's a gay comedian. He does a podcast with a woman called Susie Ruffle, who, in my opinion, is going to be huge. Oh, yes. She's an amazing comedian. Yes. They do a podcast called Like-Minded Friends. Yes. And Jeff Lloyd interviewed him. He does a lot of stuff about mental health on it and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah, really worth listening to. So oh. thank you for that recommendation. Nice the other thing that I'm calling up pounds. for... Yes. ...is... Yeah, yes. <laughs> is I, I love the Beatles. Oh, but I consider myself very much a casual fan of theirs. Wow. I've been to Matthew Street a few times. I always feel like there's something magical and spiritual. Yeah. Even though I'm not a particularly spiritual person in the air there, yeah. I've got a few best of albums, and I love the whole kind of... But after hearing you and your passion about it, yeah. I kind of want to get a little bit deeper okay. into knowing about them. So, where do I start? Okay, I need to ask you, I need to ask you a, f- uh, uh, a few questions. And okay. then I'm going to tell you exactly which album you need to get. Okay, good stuff. Uh, first of all, who is your second favourite Beatle? Oh, I would say George. Interesting. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, which of these two songs do you prefer? Please Please Me or Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Okay, you need to get Revolver. It was. It, okay. it, I, I had another dozen questions, but those first two, they go straight to, you need to go and buy Revolver. If I'd have said Paul as my second favourite Beatle, would your answer still have been the same? I, I would have, uh, no, the, the answer would have been Abbey Road. So I need to get both of them, really? Yeah, revol- go and get Revolver and go and get Abbey Road, um, and you, you, will, um, you will phone me up and thank me. I like Rubber Soul. Sorry. Rubber Soul's yeah, also fine. excellent. He's, but no, 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 no. Yes, it is. But those questions specific. It's a, it's a very, very complex um, formula that's taken years of uh, research, and and the answers there were for everyone to see. You can see all the workings out online. It was um, it's Revolver, and it is Abbey Road. That's okay. that's what he needs to go for. Uh, and if like, I'm on Amazon and they do this, you know, people who have bought this part like this, and calf just for you, I might get Rubber Soul as well, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. do it. I always, you know, I think that Rubber Soul and Revolver, they do go hand in hand, you know, but you've got to listen to them. If you're going to do that, if we're going to get three albums, you might as well just buy all of them, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but if yeah, you're going to get three, three those three albums, you've got to listen to them in that order. That is a rule. You've got to listen to uh, uh, Rubber Soul, then Revolver, then Abbey Road. Sweet, sweet. And I'll be listening back to this on YouTube to make sure I get the order right. Yeah, make sure you do, buddy, otherwise I'll come around and give you a bunch of fives. Yeah! <laughs> what I've heard him. Nice one, I'm mate. calling you back and saying thank you. Take good care, guys. Thank you, Andy. Ta-ta. Imagine if he phoned us up and he went, I am... F- you owe me 30 quid. Because I bought those albums and they sucked. Oh, no, you can't say that. Yeah, they sucked. Absolute Yellow Submarine and Octopus's gut. They sucked. I want you, she's so heavy in the end, Medley. Jesus. 
0344 I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. So the, the Periscope on YouTube is down. There's problems with the Wi-Fi or something. I don't know. So you have to listen. Like the olden days on DAB, you could download the app or you could go to talkradio.co.uk. Or you could go and watch um, So This Happened, which is this show that I made today. You can do anything now. You can do anything now. Because Limmy's homemade show, uh, you know, which went out on, on the actual BBC, he did it all himself. Now, he's technically, he's brilliant because he used to be a, a computer programmer and he's, um, you know, he's a musician. So he's technically... He's spot on and he knows all of the tricks that cameras can do and all of the editing. He knows all of that stuff. Um, so, y- you know, you'd expect something high quality from him. Um, but I'm an idiot, right? And I don't know all that stuff. And I've worked it out by, um, I know like a little bit of stuff, but I don't think I had my camera up to the, its optimum. I don't think I had it at 1080p or 4K or anything like that. I don't think I was doing that. I think it was quite a low res. Um, and, um, you know, I, but, but I managed to n- knock together a seven minute show, um, in three hours by guesswork and, um, Google and watching YouTube videos. That's, uh, so, so you can do anything. You can do anything these days. You know, and the thing I've made is not broadcast quality. You can put that on the telly, but for a YouTube channel, it looks all right. It looks like I'm in a slick studio. It's not, I just Googled. Just Googled uh, studio for green screen and saw a picture and went, I'll have that one. And I just nicked the picture. I didn't nick the picture. They said you can use it for things. But I just grabbed it and put it on in the background. And then superimposed stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, you can go and have a look at it. It's had nearly 2,000 views, guys. It's been up for um, uh, about uh, eight hours. And it's it's um, uh, it's had nearly 2,000 views. So that's awesome. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You'll speak to Katie. She will take your name and number and give you a call back. Good evening, Alistair. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, Alistair. How are you? Oh, a bit discombobulated tonight. I have to be honest. You, you wanna, you're you you coming down after your Uno chi- uh, your Uno victory yeah. the other day? Coming down now, buddy. Yeah. But I was watching on YouTube earlier your show. Yes. And then that's. That broke. Well, that, that broke. The, the YouTube was not working. I lost picture. Yes. So then I went away to watch Homeland episode I'd done. I'd recorded. <laughs> yes. Okay. For a bit. Illegally. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I'll I'll try and get back on YouTube see if it's working. Then no. I couldn't find you at all. No. Um. So I thought, well, I'll have to try and get you on the radio yeah. app I've got, yeah. which I did. Okay. And then I, I finally got through, so here I am. Wow, gosh, that's a, a, a long way of saying um, hello. Hi. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what a lo- Wait a minute, so just because you couldn't watch us on YouTube, you went and watched Homeland? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Geez. <laughs> hey, what's this thing with, um... Um... Oh, is there, is there a man called David Morrissey? Yes. What's this thing with the man called David Morrissey called City? Do you know what no, this I is? I don't know. I've not watched it. I've downloaded the um, episodes, but I've not watched any of it. Okay, because I um, just heard something about it, and then I read literally two lines, and it's 
uh, right, and it sounds right up my street, right? It's a yeah. city, but uh, there it coexists at the same time in the same location, another city. Uh. But they can't interact with each other. And that's, well, all, that's all I know. Different universes. Different, exactly. Different universes. And that, Alistair, is right up my strasse. Mine too. But is it, is it British? Quite deeply, yeah. Is it British? Because British things are rubbish. I think it, well, I don't know. I, think it, I mean, it's got a lot of um, British acts, uh, actors Oh, in by it, the way, not all British things are rubbish. You know, you, you know Threads, don't you, Alistair? I remember it from a while ago. Right, well, it's being re-released on Double Disc, um, remastered, right. and, it, and, and it's a show that we keep mentioning, uh, I've mentioned for years. I remember about ten years ago on LBC... We started talking about threads, and we did a phone in, and people go, "Oh, it's terrifying." And I remember it as a fourteen-year-old, and it scared the life out of me. And it really, the eighties for me were a real concern. Maybe I was a bit younger, uh, a real concern about nuclear war, primarily because of threads. And um, yeah. we had people phoning in saying they'd been made to watch it at school, and it terrified them. And I, and I was like Billy Big Balls, and I went, well, "It can't be that bad." So I ordered it about ten years ago on DVD. Flipping it, it was worse than I remembered. It is the it is the most traumatic show I've ever seen, and uh, it, it's, it's just been re-released on double disc DVD. Um, and in a couple is of weeks, it the end of the world then. Is, yes, nu- yeah, nu- nuclear bomb drops on, drops on Sheffield. Oh my goodness! And a, a lady wets herself. That's where I was born as and well. The, the, the traffic wardens have machine guns, and a milk bottle melts. Um, oh but, so it, so yeah. it's, so it's been a lot of Twitter Twitter chat about it, right? And one of yeah. the one of the stars in it is a guy called Reese Dinsdale, who was in Home to oh, Roast, yeah. and he, I think he was in Coronation Street for a bit, and he's done loads of stuff, right? And yeah. my sister had a bit of a crush on him. He did, was in this sitcom with John Thor called Home to Roost. And I never forget. And it's funny the things you remember. My sister sent him a fan letter and he sent back a signed photo. And I remember as a kid thinking, oh, nice blokes. I've always had a soft spot for him. Anyway, I was tweeting him today. He's going to come on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, he's, and, and, um, and I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled, you know, because I will re- re- retell that story of, of him sending that photo, and we'll talk about threads. He says he doesn't remember anything about threads, but he'll, he'll try. Um, and he's gonna come on, on the phone in a couple of weeks, because he lives up in Yorkshire, but, um... So have you got to watch all the threads again? Oh, then? this, well, this, well, this is the thing. I don't really want to. <laughs> I think Catherine should watch yes. it as yeah, research. Definitely. You've not seen I've it, have you? I've never seen it. Right. No. Uh, well, then, th- th- then that's fine. That's sorted then, Alistair. Catherine <laughs> will watch Threads. Well, you need a female perspective on it. Yeah, sure. we do. We need to get the female perspective. So Catherine is going to watch <laughs> Threads. I don't want to watch Threads. No, you have to, mate. You're the producer of this show, and you need to watch it as <laughs> research for our star guest. Uh, you, the way you've described it, it sounds like it's quite a disturbing thing, something that's maybe oh, been a no. turning point in your life. And I'm 40. I don't need no, any more disturbing things. I might that. have bigged it up a bit too much. It's, it's Actually, it's quite. there's some good laughs in it. There's some, there's some really good gags in it. <laughs> She's honestly, she's going to want to top herself when she sees it. <laughs> it's bloody horrible. No, you're going to love it. The, the bit where the, the the government people that you think that anyway, you, you're going to love it. Well, look, if you say that, you're my friend. You wouldn't make Traffic, me watch something that was going to ruin my life, would you? Traffic wardens with gas masks and machine guns. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, mate, I wouldn't do that to you, Catherine. But yeah, I think you should watch it as a little bit of social, a little bit of research for our star guest, Reese Densdale, coming on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I bet you'll be in a wuss about it anyway. I probably was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll have to watch it again because I can't remember it at all. So I will watch I it. I remember I'll watch, it. I'll watch the show where Reese comes on. Yeah, you, you, I, I, it is ingrained in my, it's burnt on my retina in the same way that the mushroom cloud from an atomic bomb would be burnt on my retina, even if I was facing in the opposite direction. That's true. That's what actually happens. Even if you're facing, even if you're facing in the opposite direction with your eyes closed, the, the, uh, yeah. e- the, the, um, uh, explosion from a nuclear bomb still burns your retina. Oh, God. Well, I remember those, you know, those old government public information films yes, where there's going to be a nuclear bomb and then everyone at school has to get under a table. Yeah, yeah. that'll sort it, won't it? Duck and cover. Put your coat and over your head. All oh, right, well, we're all right then. We just have to get under a table. Duck and <laughs> cover. <laughs> Well, that's it, duck and cover. Mate, um, uh, uh, Alistair, I look forward to, um, 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 whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I look forward to. Yeah, you should watch it, Kath. Do we buy... Because I've got, I've got the original DVD. Let's see if we can blag... We should we'll be able to blag a free copy from the press people who, who own it, who run it, who are doing it. <laughs> so get, get, get emailing. Okay. Get email and get us a free copy. This feels like a lot like a turkey offering herself up to the farmer with the axe. This turkey's about to get done from all angles by uh. the farmer and his brother. <laughs> um, see if you can blag us a free one. Tell him I've got the original. Tell him um, it's up there on Twitter. The threads people. Good. The DVD's got commentary and stuff, but you, you won't want to watch it again for another fifteen, twenty years once you've seen it. Um, Shall I wait for you to do that? Just to make sure you do it properly? No, you just carry on. I mean, they might not be up. Okay. Oh, three, four, four. Oh, Twitter's not working. I can't do it. Yes, it is, mate. <sighs> do it. Yes, it is. Do, do it was working. Don't be, an, don't be an idiot. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call. I'm half hungry. Mm. Getting hungry, man. Getting really, really hungry. Oh, I can't find it. Yes, you can. Find it. F- right. Can someone tweet me? Um, right. All right. I'll find it because you're starting to annoy me now. There's threads on Twitter. Just Google it. Uh, oh, no. It's talking about threads. Threads the film on Twitter. Right. It just comes up with Twitter threads. Just find it and stop being such a wuss. Find Reese Dinsdale because he was retweeting stuff about it. Reese <sighs> Dinsdale follows me now. That's right. Reese Dinsdale follows me. Why don't you ask your mate then? See if he'll send you one of his DVDs <laughs> that he's got in his garage. <laughs> oh man, alive! Um, hang on a minute. I'm gonna. Um, we'll f- I'm gonna find this because now you're getting on my wick. Um, Bear, bear with us, listeners. There's no callers, so you know I don't even know what I'm bothering for. Um, yeah, it's um, right. Okay, I've, well, I've, I've found hashtag threads remastered. Hashtag um, you should be doing this, and I've got no callers, so 
Um, hashtag. Well, ask yourself why. So you're talking about this horrific film. It's not. It's um, it's uh, it's a romantic comedy. Um. Anyway, you, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I'll, I'll carry on doing the show. Um, so, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Just for about two or three minutes there, do, do you, do you, it broke down. The show broke down do you, in the same way that Scott, that um, uh, YouTube and Periscope have collapsed. The show collapsed a little bit, and you wouldn't get that on any other radio station. A show actually coming off of the tracks. Imagine off of the rails. Um, Baffled holidaymakers. And they've got a picture of some kids under a blanket eating a sandwich. So they must be baffled. <laughs> baffled holidaymakers were stranded when a meet and greet company failed to bring their cars back to the airport. <gasps> meet and greet companies. Mm, we've had that. They are the uh, the, 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 the faff. So you don't don't call the meet and greet company until you've got your luggage. Okay. Well, when when I do that, how can I end up waiting for thirty minutes for my flipping car to turn up? You chances. Baffled holidaymakers were stranded when a meet and greet company failed to bring their cars back to the airport. They were recovered by angry passengers from prefabricated offices. It is claimed. And the cars themselves were found abandoned in country roads, laybys, outside a pub, and on the f- on and on the farm, and on the farm. Families arriving home to Bristol Airport. There's an airport in Bristol. I'm always amazed that there are airports that aren't Gatwick, Heathrow, Stansted, or London, in England. I know there's an. I know Glasgow and Edinburgh have airports. Is there an airport in Wales? Probably. There's probably Cardiff Airport. Maybe even a Swansea Airport. There's airports everywhere. Why don't we know about this? It's a conspiracy uh, by um, the Zionist media. Uh, let's not go there. <clears throat> Families arriving home to Bristol Airport were str- stuck when absolutely secure airport parking ASAP. Oh, well, that's good, ASAP. Failed to answer phone calls on Friday. It was more than 24 hours before Karen Middlemore, who'd been away with her sons, aged two and five, found their car on farmland. The 48-year-old from Cornwall fumed there were no lock gates or CCTV cameras. It was filthy. They'd left an interior light on, so our battery was flat. It was a terrible ordeal. Chris Sparks, 56, returned from Cape Verde with daughters 19 and 26 and his wife to eventually find their car two days later in a barn covered in hay and dust. The finance director had to pay £40 for a cab. When he went to the firm's offices on Sunday, he found people desperately looking for keys. He said it was a shambles and wasn't secure at all. I like the way this company's run. I think that maybe this company is also somehow involved with talk radio. We'll <laughs> talk more about that in a little bit. And anything else you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative on talk radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a box 
song calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end When you adventure, lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Show Katie, relaxez-vous, s'il vous plaît. That's French for just chillax. Uh, we're going to take calls straight to air for the last hour of the show. Phone's a little bit quiet tonight, um, and that's fine. Um, I started saying "and" in the same way that Ringo Starr says it, it "and," um, and that's fine. Um, so what we will do, call straight to air. You can phone in about anything, say anything you want, do anything you want to do. Uh, don't swear, don't be libelous. Um, uh, but even if you are, it doesn't really matter because we've got a seven-second delay. So I can dump your sweet ass. So we'll do that. And we might get some, some um, uh, phone calls. We might not get some phone calls as a result. Gosh! Who'd have thought it? We're here till one o'clock and then Paul Ross takes over. Doing his thing. Uh, there's a thing about loyalty cards. Yeah, he's gone to the loyalty card story. This guy <laughs> is serious. I don't have any loyalty cards. I don't have any loyalty, let alone cards. Um, oh, let's talk about that. That's boring. Um, I tell you what. So, um, uh, Catherine, as you are well aware, I'm trying to find somewhere to live. Yeah. I'm trying to find a house mm-hmm. to buy. It's just, you know, divorce um, it, it happens and stuff, and, and, and these things happen. And I'm, I'm renting um, a, a tiny little flat. It's not even a flat. It's like a bed set. I'm renting a bed set. And I'm now looking for somewhere to buy, you know, and uh, all the fun things that go with that. And here's the thing. Um, I, I don't know where to live because, because, um, everywhere I've lived before, there's kind of been a reason 
for there's been a reason for going there when i moved to london and the university was in north london so i kind of stayed around there and then i moved to northwest london after university because i was skint but a friend of mine lived there and he had a place there was a room in a house a shared house and i moved there and then kind of was looking at buying and i moved back to north london just because i knew it i'll tell that Casey. don't you worry if they come to and um and so, so stayed in North London for 20 years. Then we moved out to Windsor because family and that's kind of near where I... We, and now, I, you know, I can't really afford to live in that same area. So I don't want to be too far from the kids. So I, I'm, I'm looking for the first time ever um, at sort of places that I can afford. I, I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking all over the shop because I don't know... I don't know how you do it. It's not as if I'm moving somewhere because my job has taken me um there it's not uh, you know it it's simply um being i don't want to be sort of more than an hour away from the kids and it's got to be within this budget that i've got so can't afford to move back to london well i could could afford to move back to london but it'll be it'll be a small place and i wouldn't mind actually getting a house wouldn't mind getting a house um, I could, you know, I could, I could get quite, I could get a decent flat if I moved to London, but I wouldn't mind having, having a house. I want a house. I never felt like when I've, when I've lived in flats, the first place I bought was a flat and I've never felt like it, 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 it I want a house. Yeah. I had a flat and I loved it. But the thing about flats is you have no control over the, like the communal areas. So although your flat might be lovely, if you live with slobs around well. you, you know, you end up with, I mean, in my flat, the upstairs they had a really smelly really smelly dog and then also someone had a bike and so all the walls were scuffed up outside sorry hello 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 caller i hear barcode excellent happy bum thank you very much indeed um and that's what happens when uh, we take calls straight to air um so yeah, I like my flat. And then also, you get a sunny day, and where do you sit out? Oh no, my flat was my flat. We had a long garden, and we owned half the garden. Oh, right. We had my flat was my flat was great, and I owned the freehold. I was like the daddy at that flat. I was on uh, the ground floor. No. Yep. So I couldn't open my windows because next door's cat kept coming in through my window. Beautiful. Also, the weird bloke with the smelly dog upstairs yeah. liked to allow it to go to the toilet right outside my window. Dirty boy. So sometimes I'd open my curtains and there'd be an old bloke standing right in front of them. Wowzers. Yeah. Ours was the first floor. It was a converted house. The first floor. Really long, long hallway. It was some, it was, it was, that was some flat. Ah, oh, man, I wish I still, still had the Colney Hatch Lane. That was, that was some flat, man. And uh, and I'd never bought a house before, and uh, and um, I didn't know how you did it. So we found this place that we liked, and we found it, it was for, it was a flat in North London. It had uh, at the time it had three bedrooms, and we converted one of the bedrooms to the kitchen. Of uh, four bedrooms, sorry, four bedrooms, four bedrooms, big garden, freehold, and it had been on the market for about six months at £313,000, right? And I didn't know that when you buy somewhere, there's a game. There's a game where you, you go, we think about it, and then you find out and go, yeah, we kind of like it, but um, it's, it's too much. We'll go 270, right? I didn't, I didn't know that. So the, 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 I never forget, it was, um, it was a really sexy young woman that showed us around, right? Really, very attractive, beautiful young woman, and then once, um, 
uh, once the, um, you know, it was decided we were going to buy it, we never saw her again. Instead, we saw this guy, right, um, who had no middle fingers. Oh. Right. So he was permanently Spider-Man. Yeah, and I'm going to say his name, right, just because I have to. His first name was Felix. Have a guess what his last name was. Not Felix again. Yeah. What? It was Felix Felix. And he had no middle fingers. Anyway, so we went, I went round to this house and we decided we were going to buy it. And so I didn't know the game. So I said to the estate agent uh, in the house, I said, yeah, we like it. We'd like to buy it. She went, okay. And I went, um, and I said something like, What's the best price you can do? And she, oh. she went, well, it was £313,000. She went, well, the price that it's on for is, is pretty good. I went, okay, yeah, fine, we'll take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what an idiot! What an idiot! Still, I mean, get, imagine getting, imagine now getting a flat in North London for three hundred four bedroom flat with, uh, with, with two bathrooms, an ensuite, and, and a massive garden with an Anderson shelter at the end of it for 313 grand. Jeez. My tiny flat in Bedford. 95. Wow. And then we sold it. The people downstairs were really keen to buy it. Some people, some new people moved in, and uh, they were really keen to buy it because they wanted to convert the whole thing, right, into a house. And so this was about maybe 10 years after I'd moved in. Eight years after I'd moved in. And so I paid 313 for it. And the estate agent came round and said, um, I suggest putting it on for 400,000. Um, but it, 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 but expect to get about 375. I went, okay. So then I went downstairs and said, we've just had it valued at 475. I'm going to leave that figure with you. Right. And so the people downstairs then came back the next day and said, OK, if we can do it without going through an estate agent, we'll give you 465. Oh, oh mate! Mate, but this is the thing about houses. They're worth what someone will pay yeah, for them. That's true. They're worth, they really, really, and I, I certainly don't think I fleeced them at all. I knew they really wanted it, and that was what they were prepared to pay. So that meant in seven or eight years... I'd made £150,000. It's in... This is London. Yeah, but the thing is, it's only it's only money you make if you're going to downsize afterwards, isn't it? Well, well, no. Because then we went... And then my wife sold her flat, and then we went and bought a uh, house around the corner, right? And we went and bought a house around the corner, and um, it was a nice... It was a lovely house. Really nice house, actually. We should still live there. Um... But while we were there, we decided to get the kitchen redone, get the whole house redecorated, and get a loft conversion, right? Yeah, I think uh, I met you just as you got that done. Yeah. And the, the, all of the work cost us about £70,000, right, to get all that done. And so we were there for two years, and it was all this was done. It was, a, it was a nightmare for about six months in that house, but we got it done. And we said, well, we might as well see if we've made any money, right? We've made £100,000, just under £100,000. That's not including the, the money. No, we made about £80,000 profit. So we made the £70,000 that we'd spent back and £80,000 on top of that. Incredible. And so then we're doing the maths and going, right, hang on a minute. This is nuts. This, I mean, this is, this is London, right? Insane prices. And we went, well, we might as well move out of London 
pay off shed loads of the mortgage and see if we can live and we ended up we moved to Windsor because we both grew up near there and uh, my wife's family were there and so the boys would be near their grandparents my mum is kind of nearer and we paid off a massive chunk of the mortgage it's insane it's insane London prices but once you're out of London you can't get back in that's it you can't really get back in and I don't want to buy you know like I don't want I could I could get a decent two-bedroom flat but I don't really want to do that so I'm looking for somewhere not doing that. Certainly wouldn't want you to to suggest places, dear, dear listener. I couldn't think of anything duller than you phoning in saying places to me and me going. Um, let me have a look on Rightmove. But I'm looking at, at places, uh, uh, you know, that I, I have no because I haven't got any family really anywhere. My sister's in South London, and I don't really want to live there. My mum's in Gerrard's Cross, you know, but you know, I, I, so I, I, I can't afford that. So I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the first time in my life as a, a, a soon to be a 45 year old has been, I'm looking for a place that I have no connection with. And it's quite exciting. It's quite freeing. It's like when you start a new school or you, you start university, you think, oh, I can start again. I can, um, uh, b- b- pretend my name isn't Ian Rugby. I can pretend it's Ian Lee, and I, you know it's that kind of yeah. it's that kind of vibe going on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Call straight to air. Yes, line one. You're on the wireless. Could you Okay, not a clue what that was, but it sounded threatening. Experience the unconventional, Evening, boss. the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Call straight to air between now and one o'clock. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, uh, hello hello that's Gareth. um i phoned before oh yes um just talking uh, frank i heard you talking about mirtrazapine yes earlier on yes a little bit of mirtrazapine it's, yes it's very good i take it myself and it helps with anxiety <laughs> and it does uh, it does uh, I, i'm taking it myself obviously i only take these things uh, as prescribed by your doctor kids um, i've been taking it for a while and it's really good because it helps me sleep but it and it helps with my anxiety but it also makes me fat and i'm kind of at a point now where i don't want to be fat anymore yeah um but no it really helps and it's like it's a good it's a good sedative if you're looking to sleep it helps me, but the, you know the fir- when you go from the 15 to the 30 milligram, yeah. the, the sedative sort of, I think personally, it's sort of, it's not as, it's not as strong. This is the weird you thing, think, was, we, t- I mean? we, we were talking about this the other day about antidepressants, and I guess it's the same for other drugs, that you would think that um, if you doubled the dosage, it would be twice as good. And quite often it has yeah. the opposite effect, and it has less effect on you um well i was on 45 and then my um psych cut it down to 30 and i'm seeing him in a couple of weeks but i've i've just started cutting it down to 15 myself yeah because i'm done the 30 the 30 i don't think i could go any further do you know what i mean because at, at the end of the day i personally think that it's like, I don't want to be using it as a crutch, if you know what I mean. I just no. want to be 
able debate um, where it's like it'll help in the in the long run, but in the meantime, it's good to get me over yeah. hurdles. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I I don't I don't want to be on these pills forever. And, um, uh, you know, I'm sort of testing the waters at cutting down, you know, again, following my doctor's suggestions, apart from this cut from 30 to 15, and that's sort of in the last three days. And that's, um, you know, that's kind of my thing. And he might tell me off about it. I suspect he won't, but uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, these, but, but again, these things don't work for everybody, you know, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's like tried and tested, yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to see, you got to see what works. Uh, what works for you, and how are you doing at the moment? You okay? Yeah, it's just it comes in waves, really. It's like um, one day's good, yeah. and the next it's it can be just as bad. Yeah. It's like the intrusive thoughts, or what I call they can be the hardest to yeah. cope with. But it's the uh, you. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that, it, but it's anxiety playing tricks with the mind. Yeah. The thoughts, I'm kind of okay now, because I was told that, that, you know, you can't control your thoughts, so if you have a really shitty thought, you know, recognise it's there, accept it, and then just wait for it to move on. Uh, For me, it's the feelings more than the thoughts. It's the feelings. Yeah, the urge, it's like you feel like a a massive panic out of nowhere, like as if it feels as if you're doing your, this is what I think anyway, you're doing your day-to-day thing, and it can just knock you for six out of, out of the blue. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Well, listen, keep on keeping on, brother. Thanks very much. Just talk to you later, bye. Thank, thanks, man. Take care. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. <laughs> oh, what horrible music. I don't know what that was, but it sounded thoroughly unpleasant, didn't it? Sorry? Mm. Okay, you you, you um, retracted there. Well, first of all, I was thinking, oh, it's one of those where we can't hear what it is anyway, and yes. then I wished I hadn't heard it. Yeah, weird man, weird, weird, weird vibes. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call straight, call straight to air. Feeling a little bit. I don't quite know where to. Um, we're chugging. We're chugging along. It's, it's, you know, it's an all right. We're chugging along tonight. It's not an award-winning show by any stretch of the imagination, but we're, we're kind of chugging along. There's not really a lot in the papers either. That's kind of the concern. Here we go. Here we go. This is nice. I like this. Hang on. I, 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 I like stories like this. Uh... Okay. Um, a comic featuring Batman's debut 79 years ago has sold for £410,000. I love it. I love it! The 64-page mag, I bought um, a load of Wizard and Chips on eBay for my boys. Because we're talking about comics and stuff. And they get the Beano every week. And I keep getting some wonderful photographs of both kids just sat there their faces engulfed in a you know engrossed in 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 the beano so they're loving the beano and uh the beano i think is kind of the only comic comic that's still out there um cue loads of people telling me about loads of other comics but so i was talking to the boys about wizard and chips and they were intrigued by that so i've ordered 
like about 30 whizzer and chips that she got for six quid. And then I got on eBay 90 beanos from the 80s and 90s, some of them still with their free gifts oh. attached to the front. 11 quid. 11 quid for 90 of them. That's that's uh, comic heaven. That's comic heaven, line one. Hello, caller. There's, well, there's someone there. Hello, caller. Your phone number ends 2647. I'm intrigued. We'll wait. We'll wait. The 64-page mag... We'll wait and see if they come on. The 64-page mag has only had one owner, a man in his 80s who bought it as a kid for 10 cents in May 1939. The Cape Crusader is on the cover next to the tagline... Starting in this edition, the amazing and unique adventures of the Batman. Experts graded the Detective Comics issue number 27 as the most pristine possible. It was sold as part of a 30 mag collection. That's beautiful. Well done, this fella. Auctioneer Alex Winter said in York, Pennsylvania, This comic, the first with the Batman, is fantastic. It's rare, to it's rare to find one in such good condition. It's making me horny for a hot dog, for a chili dog with fries. Making him horny for a chili dog with fries. fries. So I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know for years what a chili dog was. In fact, I think I only found out the last time we went to New York. So basically it's a hot dog, but with loads of chili on top of it as well. Oh, right. Yeah, because I, I, I had some one. sort of meaty, uh, no, spicy meat. No, I had one. It's a hot, it's a hot dog, but then they just pour like loads of chili on it as mm. well. What's a corn dog then? Is it just a hot dog with corn on no, it? No, I think it's come out of a dog's ass. Oh, caller, are you going to say anything? Okay, uh, line two, you on the wireless? Okay, line three, you're on the wireless. Ian, hello. Hello. Hello, Ian, is that you? Yeah, is that line three? Yeah, well, I don't know what line it is, but it's John. Turn your radio off, John. Uh, hold on, I haven't got... Wait, it's my headphones. Wait, well, yeah, don't get smart, don't get smart, mate, sunshine. Something's on, switch that, it off. Is that OK? Yes. No, I can hear it. Right. No, that's a TV. Right, why have you got the TV on when you're listening to the radio? Um, that's just a habit, I think. That is bad manners. That's bad manners. How rude. Well, well it, no, not to you. It's just to the people that's watching turn the, the TV Kath, and Turn, out, turn yeah. the telly on, Kath. Turn the telly on, please. Yeah. I turn Go the on. telly on while, John, while, while John's talking. Turn the telly on. Get the volume up. Um, and, and let's watch something. Let, let, let's see if John likes it. Us watching the telly whilst we should be listening to him. Let's just... Let's just see. Crack on, crack on, <laughs> crack on, crack on, sunshine. Let's just see if. Oh, hang on a minute. These tellies are actually quite complicated to to work. Go, go, right. No, here we go. No, you're in the menu, changing the channel now. No, you, that's that's set in the picture mode. Yeah. But crying out loud. <laughs> Get out of that. Okay. It's, picture mode is natural. Yeah. Right. I can't press 
Right, just switch it off and switch it on again. Jesus, right. Oh, bloody hell. Sorry, John, I do apologise. We'll be with you. We'll be with you. No problem, I just... Go, go to the right. Go to the right. TV's, yeah, adjust, yeah, okay, go. God's sakes. All right, it's not going to work, John. What have you called in for? Well, that's a shame that, that was going to be rude. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, the last time I called you was a little bit morbid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was talking about picking up this uh, lead coffin and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. So I would just like to keep it on the same theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I keep saying, I, I, I keep saying, oh, yeah, so yes, yes. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't know if I read somewhere or, or even heard you. Did you mention sometime about, like, uh, in Ulland, well, Ulland years for me, for you rather, where they used to put the bodies in the front room? Um, I, d- I didn't mention that, but yes, they do. Uh, well, and, yeah, well, Some places. anyway, um, right. Well, when I was, um, I was under 11 when I first heard about my granddad dying. Yes. Because my mum picked us up from school and Look took at us Gordon Ramsay sniffing a jar of peanut butter. What's the date on this? Oh, that's great, eh? He's sniffing peanut butter. Old peanut butter. Sorry, carry on. Lovely peanut butter. I hate I... peanut butter. How do they I milk a peanut it. to get butter? They milk on it. Toast. It's great on toast. No, it's disgusting. Honestly, I don't. I'm not. I like peanuts, mm. but I don't like anything mm. else with. I don't like chocolate with peanuts. I don't like peanut butter. I don't like anything like that. It's I disgusting. Love it. I love it. Uh, well, I, I like the chunky, the chunky peanut butter. You know. Yeah, that's my favourite. Great, isn't it? Mm. He's so going. I've never watched this. Gordon Ramsay, right? Basically, mm-hmm. what the what the f is that? There's a shrimp. Unbelievable. Bloody hell! I'm going to do it. Unbelievable. Bloody hell. So he's going through a dirty kitchen. Do you have a minute, please? Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm Gordon Ramsay. going to tell her off. Chappie, can I have you for one minute, please? This fridge is an absolute mess. I have never seen that, ever. I want to know, what the hell are you doing? Something must have split, spilt. Something must have spilt? Can you stop bullshitting for once and just try to get real? Where are these from? Just out of interest. Those are fresh potatoes. Oh, no. They are not today. No, they're not fresh today. Just touch that. What is that? Feels like sputum. It's, have you any idea what happens to sauce when it's covered and it's hot? Tomorrow morning, it's what? Sour. Yeah, thank you. When is this from? This is a cake that we... This is a cake. You can't even answer me now. How old is that? I don't know. Oh, my good God. <laughs> See the mould on these things? Yes. And this one here. Look, see that there? Ooh, you stop. You're not getting anything. 86 it. Come here. Now have a look down there. What do you see? Mold. Mold? And you want me to let you take something else out of here now? F off! Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay saying it like it is. Sorry, John, what were you saying? That's what he does. That's yes. exactly what he does. I've met Gordon. He's a nice I'm bloke. Not, I'm not going to go back to me other story because uh, oh. I just thought, like, I, like, I just tell you that I caught on to this, um, this Dave thing. Yes. If, if Dave rings you tonight and says it's the first time caller, yes. I absolutely believe it. Okay, thanks very much indeed for, uh, for that input. I think John was about to tell us a heartwarming story about his granddad being dead and we, um, uh, we nixed that. So turn the telly off? Um, yeah, because this is, I don't like, because I don't like having the telly on in the studio. We've got three TVs in front of us. And then there are a couple of other TVs that have got their back to us, but I can see their reflection in the glass. So all the other shows, as far as I know, most of the other shows have the TVs on because they are 
um, kind of news. It's getting very hot as well. Can you turn the aircon down? It's they are kind of news led, so they need to know, you know, immediately what's going on. And I can't. I've never been able to do a radio show with the TVs on, and it was, it was happening then. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. Couldn't take my eyes off it, and I was getting further away from the microphone, just looking at it. It's hypnotic. It's like when you go to a pub, and there's a TV on. Uh, and there may be no sound from it, but you, you, you'd be talking to someone, you, both of you, your eyes will just, you, you find yourself being drawn to it. Worst one is if the person you're talking to is the one with the back to the television, because you're mm. looking at them, but you can't help just having a quick look at the telly every now and yeah. again. Yeah, so I, I come in and I switch off. Here's my top radio tip, guys. Uh, I come in and I uh, we switch off all of the televisions, including the ones that I can't see because I could see their reflection in the glass. Because um, it just distracts me, distracts me. And what you what you get on this show is pure, pure radio, absolutely pure radio. Saying that, I quite fancy watching the end of that. No, I did. That looked good, that didn't it? Yeah, 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 it's good. That yes, line one. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. Long time loser, fourth time caller. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. Yep, uh, you were talking about uh, Netflix being a load of rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But um, one uh, slight recommendation yeah. that you may not have seen is Mark Maron's show. Did you ever see that? See, funnily enough, funnily enough, I watched the first uh, 20 minutes of it yesterday mm-hmm. and I switched it off. Even though it had Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall in. I was about to switch it off, then suddenly Dave Foley popped up, who I love. Yeah. And I gave it another ten minutes, and I thought it was rubbish. Oh, no, I know, it's erratic, and it's a bit erotic as well, actually. Right, well, if the, but... first, if the first twenty minutes of episode one um, don't get me, then, um, uh, then I'm afraid I'm out. Oh, really? No, but you know, like with uh, some comedies, you've got to give them a chance to uh, grow on you. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I remember I didn't like the young ones when I first saw it, and... Uh, you know, a few comedies that they take a bit, uh, curb your enthusiasm. I didn't like that at first, and then I loved it. You know, th- some of these are uh, uh, com- kind of um, uh, different types of comedies. You've got to give them a chance to kind of grow on you. Uh, I- I'd give it another look, but uh, you probably won't, so. I won't, and I, I was really, it was one of those things where I was fishing around um, on, on um, uh, Netflix, trying to find something, and not, I was given everything 10, 15 minutes. I, that was the longest I gave. It was Mark Maron's show. Because mm. I just didn't, I didn't buy into it, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Judd, uh, Judd Hirsch turns up later on, you know, as well, from Taxi. Yeah. He, he's very good at it, I must say. But, yeah. um, he still looks like Judd Hirsch, but, um, someone's, a lot older, obviously. Someone's got to. Thank you very much for that. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kat. It's Julie here. Hello. Oh, Hello, Julie, Julie, we thought you died. <laughs> we thought you'd run away with another radio show. <laughs> oh, how I would never. I would never do that. Well, some oh, people do. Right. Some people do. That's true. Sometimes but if they do that, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. You've got to, if you love something, someone, you've got to let them be free. I'm not going to chase them. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you got for us, Jules? Um, apropos of nothing, yes. um, in the week, um, I was thinking about realising that I like singing bits of songs that are spoken rather than sung. There's a song by a group called Charles Mahal called Statesboro Blues, and he stopped singing to say Statesboro Georgia, that is. And also, um, in Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues, yeah. 
I'd like to help you some, but you're too young to vote. Can, we, can I blow? Can I blow? Can I blow your mind for a second? Mm. Just going back to Taj Mahal. Yeah. You know yeah. Taj Mahal is the name of the bloke. No, yeah. I did not yeah. know. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm a recent convert to Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal just kept popping up in books I read. Taj Mahal. And Taj Mahal, yeah, yeah. Is, Taj Mahal is the bloke. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was a great name. Great name. Oh, interesting. But in Statesboro Blues, he says Statesboro, Georgia, that is. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, can you think of more souls where there's a spoken line rather than a song. The only other one that I can think of off the top of my head was um, uh, Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. My name is Sue. How do you do? Because it's spoken, not sung. Um, hang, um, hang on a second. Uh, Ian is Ian is thinking. Um, mm. I'm not expecting an instant answer. I just kind shut of up, man. Shut up, man. You're not expecting an instant answer. Well, you're, you're, you're going to get instant <laughs> answers. Hang on a second. Um, um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a... Hang on a second. Hang on. Uh, oh, asses. Hang on Hang on a second. My um, <laughs> iTunes is being a little bit shaky-wakey. But we are... Stop being pony. What is going on with my computer? I'm having great difficulty with... Right, hang on a minute. We're going to have to go to YouTube to find this. This is, um, um, hang on a second. Hang on a second! Hang on. Uh, 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 oh, God, all of this just to find, you know, the bloody... I've got one. Hang go on. I think in Stop in the Name of Love, doesn't she say, and there ain't nothing I can do about it? Yeah, I can't know. All right, hang on. Yeah, maybe. Hang on. Hello, girl. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Hang on, here we go. No, it's the wrong song. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But it's a, I think it's a good one because it's not something that you can like cheat by looking up words that appear in the book. You've just got to know the book. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. No. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's going to be worth it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna. Oh, we're gonna play an advert. Jeez, what is going on? This whole show is is um uh, like Princess Diana running through the Paris. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Oh, but I can't find it. It's a Partridge Family song where he does it somewhere. I don't know. I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> so, so See, I've got your brain thinking now. That's what you needed. Thanks very much indeed. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Hello line one. <laughs> Ian. What? Hello. Yep. Hello, Kath. Hello. It's John back again. Oh, bloody Thought you sounded familiar. Yes. <laughs> Programme finished now. Can I just finish me, uh, me little story I was going to tell you? Please do, uh, otherwise we'll get loads about... of stroppy tweets, yes. Oh, right, 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 right. 
Um, <laughs> about my granddad. Yes. Right. Um, like I say, I was about, well, I was under 11 years old because my me, me mother brought us from me, me, um, me junior school to yes. come up to the house when it happened. Um, but anyway, a couple of days after he had died, um, the, the living room wasn't big enough, so they, they just um, they put him upstairs in the bedroom on one of these trestles. And um, I was up with my mother one night, and, and they said, well, you'll have to, you'll have to go to bed now. Yes. And they put, they put me in the same room. Hey, said, you had to sleep with your dead granddad? Yeah. Oh, mate! Mate! How old were you? Not, like, I see it on the 11. Oh, no, 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 no. That oh, is messed right. up. And, and, and really, because, you know, when I, when I spoke to you the night about something else, it, it made us remember it. Yeah. You know? That is messed up. So that was that was the first bloke I seen dead. Yeah. And, and I... <laughs> Uh, and I had to sleep in the same room, yeah. but uh, I mean, I never had any effects on it. Did you, you know? talk? Did you talk to him? No. Did, I did you touch um, him? I touched him. Oh, I touched him. I. Where did you he touch was, him? Um, Show me on the doll. On his face, you yeah. know. Yeah. But he was a stone-faced bugger when he was alive. So when know? you were in the room yeah. on your own, you touched your dead granddad's face. Did you open his eyes? No. no. D- did you um, uh, open his uh, his mouth? No. <laughs> did you did you make him stick his two fingers up? Because <laughs> I would have done all of these things. You had a corpse no. to play with oh, for the don't. night. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. I'm sorry you lost hey, your granddad. I'm sorry you had to do that. If, Nowadays the parents will be put in, will be paid and shut up for a minute. Nowadays the parents will be put uh, locked up in prison for doing that. Uh, but in those days it was a rite of passage. John, thank you very much indeed. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So most people don't know who Taj Mahal is, and I'm, I'm kind of quite late to this, right? So Taj Mahal is brilliant. He's this blues guitarist, and um, uh, uh, I got into him a little bit because he'd d- done this cover of a, a monkey song written by Carol King. Um, uh, in, indulge me. This, this is awesome. Turn, turn these microphones off and turn these speakers up, Katie, and let's enjoy a little bit of Taj Mahal. <laughs> Sorrows turn your heart to frost I will mend your heart again Remember the feeling as a child When you woke up and the morning smile It's time, it's time, it's time You felt like that again There is just no percentage in Remembering the past It's time you learn To live again And love and laugh Come with me Leave your yesterday Your yesterday behind And take a giant Step outside your mind 
about 26 27 when he sings that he sings that sounds like an old man which is what he is now it's Taj Mahal and I don't know very much about him I've got that album which I think is called Giant Step and it's I remember it's like a sort of blue there's a lot of sky and it's him sat on a porch I think is the is on the cover and um do you know what? I've not listened to it for a while I, I need to dig it out I bought a couple of other albums and um He's, he's brilliant, but I'm, but I'm in my Presley phase now. I'm in my Presley phase. The Dylan phase has ended. Um, and I'm in my Presley phase. Presley and the Beatles are the two, um, the two things that are getting me up for hot, horny, chili dogs. <laughs> oh my God. I'm hungry, man. I'm going to stop off at the all night garage and I'm going to buy a sandwich and I'm going to take home some milk because I haven't got a fridge where I live. And so milk doesn't last very long there. I went, I got up this morning to make some, uh, 
Porridge, but the milk had gone lumpy. Oh, no. Lumpy, it got, it'd actually gone lumpy. Disgusting. Yeah, and I didn't even know it does. It did that when I had the heating on, but now it's just because it's like warm. So you you got milk for like twelve twelve hours. Can you not do the student thing and stick it in a plastic bag out the window? Well, no, but it's it's warm now. It's, it's warm. Warmer, so there's yeah. no there's no uh, there's no benefit to that. I you know, line one, you're on the wireless. I'm in my now. I'm in my Okay, you're too slow. You're too slow. Oh, you're too it. slow. Got it. You got it. So you're too slow. You're too slow. Your moment came and your moment went and you're too slow. Too slow. We're taking call straight to air. Just, you know, because um, I don't know why. For fun. For, 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 for the S and G's. A secret of a man's happiness. It's outdoing mum and dad. <sighs> mm. Oh, no, I tell you what, I tell you what, I mean, there's this, uh, oh, hang on, no, hang on. yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, it's, it's Dubik, yeah, how you doing? What was your name, caller? It's, uh, Birmingham Blackman. Birmingham Blackman? Batman. Birmingham, oh, Birmingham Batman, okay, right, we can, we can follow that path. Hello, Birmingham Batman. Hi there, Ian. I think you're great, and I like Kath too, because I think she's very funny. She and is very funny. Time. And I think you're great, Birmingham Batman, even though I've never heard of you. Well, I'm very famous in Albury. I fight all the crime in Albury. Do you? I catch all the, all the criminals. Do you really? <laughs> I do, I do, I do, Ian. That's brilliant. Pardon? That's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that there are um, um, vigilantes such as yourself patrolling the streets of, of a district of Birmingham. Yes, there are no white fronts that are dirty in Albury because I've got them all. My arch nemesis, Bangladeshi Paul, I, I tracked him down to his lair yes. and I arrested him. <laughs> Bangladeshi Paul? Yes. Well, wow! I've got videos on YouTube to prove it. Right, and and what? Why, why is Bangladeshi Paul your nemesis? Because of his boyfriends. Okay, right, They're fine. Too large. Okay, well, but you've arrested him, and, and is he in prison now? Bang this Bangladeshi Paul. I think he's escaped, actually. Oh no! He's at large. You better go and uh, track him down. I think I'll have to wait. Well, good. In the meantime, yes. I like to listen to you every night yes. while I'm in the back cave or at work. Where is the. Where, hang on, what, work? Yes, yes. Well, what do you do for a living? Uh, uh, well, I work in a paint factory. <laughs> and I should, I should be working, but I'm not. <laughs> I suspect that maybe those. You should start wearing a mask because I think those paint fumes have gone to your head. <laughs> Well, I I hope you catch that evil villain, Bangladeshi Paul. I'll do my best, Ian. Keep up the good work. And you, Kath. Thank you, Birmingham Batman. Working in a paint factory that only sells grey, black, charcoal. Bangladeshi Paul. He sounds like a villain, doesn't Doesn't he? Doesn't he just? God, that makes me Outsize underwear. Makes me want to puke. (laughs) Failing to match the academic achievements of your parents can be as distressing for men as a divorce, the study suggests. Oh, oh, well, there we go. Uh, That was a sad soundtrack. Researchers, um, yeah, this this, 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 uh... (laughs) is... 
quite upbeat. It's upbeat sad. You know? This is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. It's upbeat sad. What? Whistling's not much cop, is it? No, the whistling's a little bit out of tune. Oh, someone likes it. Hey, there's a big crowd there. What the hell? This is brilliant! I mean, the whistling is absolutely shocking. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah! This is brilliant! <laughs> this is brilliant. I don't know what this is. This has just popped up. I love it. This is the new. This is the new theme tune for the show. Is it not your montage, Mahal? I don't know if he starts singing or. Uh... Let's see if it works with the caller. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? It's too slow. I mean, it's just it's too slow. I mean. Well, on that bombshell, I mean. Um... Um, if I had bought a ticket for tonight's show, I would be leaving slightly disappointed, if I'm, uh, if I'm completely honest. I don't know if it would be asking for a full refund, but I'd certainly send a strong letter to the organisers saying it wasn't quite as good as I was expecting it to be. But, you know... Tell you what, why don't I buy you a bag of wine gums? Hey. Or better? Here we go. Um, but listen, they can't all be gold. Uh, it, was, it, it, it was still better than most of the crap that's on the radio. <laughs> You know, but I'm aware I've got to pull my socks up a bit. Tomorrow's show, tomorrow's show is going to be the mother fluffer of all radio shows. I guarantee it. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, dear listener, for taking part. Don't forget, you can download the podcasts. Oh, this music is great! We shall be back tonight at 10 o'clock, and I promise we'll try much, much harder. Stay tuned, though, because after 1 o'clock, it's Paul Ross. Right, that's the end of that. Let's go to the ads. (laughs)